Captain's Log, Stardate 7-6-0-1-5.3. I'm Captain Britton. And I'm Captain Spencer. And I'm Plain Simple Patrick. And these are the voyages of Starship Voyager, our ongoing mission. To explore new Trek episodes, to seek out old Trek, both cringe and based, and to boldly go Brandon! Go Brandon? Welcome to the bridge. This is Soy Trek. The podcast where three Trekkies ask themselves on a weekly basis, yo, can I hit that V'ger hole? (laughs) What's that V'Jesse do? (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Today we will be watching and reviewing Star Trek The Motion Picture from 1979. Hell yeah. But before we get into that, let's check in on what's new in the world of Star Trek. We got track news for you. News you can use to wash away your blues. We got track news for you. What the fuck you gonna do? What the fuck you gonna do? This week in Trek News, according to an interview done with Simon Pegg, current Montgomery Scott oh. in the Star Trek films and co-writer of Star Trek Beyond, Star Wars fans are more toxic than Star Trek fans. Interesting. According to Simon Pegg. I, I, I don't have a lot of experience like in the Star Wars fandom because like by the time like I don't know, Star Wars fandom became well, big be, on the Because internet. you're not a child. Or <laughs> yeah, a, or I was a like man an adult, child. you know. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah. stopping by Sirius XM's Jim and Sam show this week with Jim Norton and Sam Roberts. Uh, Peg was asked, which of the two different franchise fan bases between Star Wars, Star Trek, and Doctor Who have been the most toxic to deal with? Wait, is he in a Star Wars? I Maybe? I don't know. Uh, he was in um, Force Awakens. He was oh. he was like that guy that gave uh, Rey her payment in the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was, but he, he was completely oh, unrecognizable. Oh, the, the, the one quarter portion. Yeah, one, guy, yeah. That was Simon Pegg? That was Simon Pegg in heavy makeup. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. I had no idea. Yeah, huh. yeah, that's, okay. that's fun. Right. Um, so he says, uh, as someone who was kicked off about the prequels when they came out, the Star Wars fan base seems to be the most toxic at the moment. I'm probably being very controversial to say that. Said kicked off. That is the most British thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like I had to read that and read it back, and I'm like, kicked off. Uh, so Peg alluded to <laughs> his early sense. days in comedy, in which he frequently ragged on the Star Wars prequel films and their Jar Jar Binks character. Uh-huh. Uh, he he's previously walked back some of those prior criticisms due to the extreme vitriol directed at actor Ahmad Best, who portrayed Jar Jar in the films. Uh, he said, uh, "I've apologized for things I said about Jar Jar Binks." Because, of course, there was a fucking actor involved. He was getting a lot of flack, and it was a human being. And because it got a lot of hate, he suffered, you know, and I feel terrible about being part of that, he said. Which is fair. I do feel he was unfairly maligned because... Yeah, on the best rocks, but like... Also, if you believe the Darth Jar Jar... Yeah. ...theory. (laughs) It's a great theory. Right, right, That he was supposed to have a much larger role and got diminished because... 
everyone hated him. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, uh, Dave Filoni made Jar Jar canonically fuck in the Clone Wars. We love that. Oh, so yeah. Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni <laughs> is the saving grace this. of Star Wars. Wait, for Jar Jar has sex? Yeah. Jar Jar has sex in the television series The Clone Wars, I a series for children. Misa, Misa got it... blow. <laughs> Misa, rim your hole. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know that big sloppy tongue gets off to yeah. some funky action, brother. <laughs> that weird aquatic donkey dick. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Now that's all I can think he about. He does look like an aquatic donkey. <laughs> he kind of does. <laughs> his dick does yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like his dick is probably like a, a like a weird like oval shape around. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's like flat. Oh and yeah. Like, wide. like a tapeworm. Do you yeah, think uh, exactly. what, are, what are they called? Gungans? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Do you think uh-huh. Gungans get circumcised, fellas? <laughs> you know what? They probably do. <laughs> probably. They're, sure. they're 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 a very moist environment, so I can see it like. Need uh-huh. to be clean so it doesn't get infected or crazy. Yeah, yeah. You can Purely just clean from it. like a health standpoint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can just te- teach them to clean your dick. Yeah. Maybe, teach your uh, maybe, kids to clean maybe, their dicks. Maybe maybe Gungans produce more smegma than <laughs> than humans, and maybe it's yeah, like really a rocks. problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the problem with smegma? There's smegma. no problem. I mean, we were just talking about anti-circumcision groups today. Yeah, because oh, yeah. circumcision's dumb as shit and mm-hmm. for dumb fucks. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. currently regrowing mine. Excellent. Oh, nice, nice. nice. Yeah, it's like you're, you're taking pet. that class too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I, have, I have the weights and everything. <laughs> Did, uh-huh. Is it an online class or? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we we meet once a once a month. It's uh, they Western send us Governors like some University certificate. <laughs> we compare, we measure, and compare our, our growth and uh-huh. online degrees uh-huh. and foreskin. It's it's mostly it's mostly there to encourage and and. To <laughs> <laughs> uh. It's it's yeah. a it's a help it's a self help group. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Um, so Pig uh, Pig explained that uh, when it comes to why Star Trek fans seem to be more inclusive, it's because the show has been diverse since its beginnings in ni- the 1960s, yeah. and diversity true. has been intrinsic in the themes of the show, which I guess they really haven't always been to like Star Wars. No, you know they've no. never really you know Star Wars never really ho- held a mirror to society. I don't think. Well, except for like they tried in like Revenge of the Sith or whatever when it's like, I'm George Bush now. Second term. Yeah, it's (laughs) so funny. And Princess Amadala was supposed to be Hillary Clinton. Oh, Uh wow. Wow, that explains a lot, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm more like Amadillary, Killary Clinton. (laughs) Uh What about Amadala's emails, brothers? (laughs) There you go. Uh-huh. Um, so next in Trek news this week, Jason Isaacs, who you may uh, well know as Captain Lorca and Mirror Captain Lorca from Star Trek Discovery, uh, said this week he's in talks with the showrunners to maybe reprise his role as Prime Timeline Lorca, who, uh, as we know, has been lost in the Mirror Universe at some point and presumed uh-huh. dead, but we don't really know. Yeah, that's but, what I assumed watching. I'm- yeah, the show. I, I assumed he was dead. <laughs> yeah, I think you're supposed to presume it, but it's left open enough to where mm. they could bring him back. But uh, according to an interview, I liked him in, yeah. Uh, yeah, in Discovery. Yeah. That was one of the so, few things I liked about Discovery. Yeah, uh, according to an interview mm-hmm. with The List, Isaacs explained that he's currently working with uh, Star Trek producer Akiva Goldsman on a separate separate project with Tom Holland called The Crowded Room. Uh, Isaac said it gave him the opportunity to talk to Goldsman about returning to the franchise. 
we've talked about Prime Lorca, and it would have been as good of a story as season one of Discovery, Isaac said. I don't want to come back just because Lorca is a fan favorite and do some version that isn't anywhere near as good. Which, I mean, well, the first season of Star Trek <laughs> Discovery was its best, but it wasn't great. Man. I don't know if I would go as far as to call it a fan favorite. I mean, he he is, like, I call him a fan sure. favorite. Yeah. Like, Lorca, I, well, I Lorca mean, and, the, like, Michelle, um, fucking, yeah, uh, Giorgio are both definitely fan <laughs> favorites. But it is slim pickings from Discovery, I guess. But both of them yeah. are cool, still. Both like, of them I, are cool, I, yeah. I like both of them. Um, but, uh, uh, where was I? Um, yeah. Uh, he says, uh, but I'd be uh, up for a good Lorca arc, and I'm all up for it. I don't want to come back just to squeeze into that sausage skin-tight suit. I, for one, would love him for that. <laughs> sausage skin-tight suit? That's he's he British. Says? Yeah, he's British. Oh, he's British. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah what the I, fuck, I, dude? I, I should, I should tell so you weird. before we, we talk <laughs> yeah. about a British person that I'm like, all right, no, trigger, you, trigger warning, British person coming up. Brit. No, well, no, no, no. I don't want you to do that. What I want you to do is just read it in a British accent yeah, for yeah. us, please. Uh, Any quotes from that it, person? As long as it's a Dickensian nose boy. <laughs> oh, boy, hell, he's coming back now, eh? <laughs> can I have another, please? Uh, can I have another season, please? Suit. Another season of your Star Trek, please? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, and finally in Trek news, it was recently announced that Star Trek consumer model maker Eagle Moss is in financial trouble. Shit. On July 12th this year, Eagle Moss uh, reportedly <laughs> filed a notice of intention with the UK government declaring its plans to go into, quote unquote, administration, which is a common legal procedure for businesses in the UK who are unable to pay their current debts. It should be noted that this is not a bankruptcy filing. And it's more like uh, chapter uh, 11 mm -hmm. is compared to seven here in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, it's a path that allows them to reorganize and have a government administrator come and clean up its finances to save the business. So here's hoping. Have any, hmm? oh, 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 sorry. Have any of y'all ever filed for bankruptcy? No. No, I think I'm just in a constant state of bankruptcy. So yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you can't go into bankruptcy if you're just poor, Spencer. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you oh, actually okay. have to have like significant debts, which yeah. are, like uh -huh. requires people being like, "Yeah, I will give you the significant amount of money to do something." Uh -huh. No one trusts any of us to do that. No, that's that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. So Fair. here's hoping that Eagle Moss can get their shit figured out and provide many more nerds with many more models. That's Trek news. Track news. I was actually looking at at a hobby town USA on the way here. I'm like, mm -hmm. I wonder if they got any Star Trek models. <laughs> I mean, that that's just like one of the many model makers. Mm. They're, they're not. They they don't exclusively make the models. So. Whoa! There's yeah. a burp. There's a good burp for y'all. Enjoy that one, bro. I burp into Mike all the time. <laughs> oh, I know. So. I cut him out. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm coughing nonstop because I'm still recovering from COVID. Got that long. Oh, no, COVID. I don't think you can say the C word on Twitch, man. Uh oh, you got that big, long, <laughs> sloppy I got, COVID. I got that C-vid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, C-vid because it keeps in theme with, <laughs> with V'ger. Yeah. I, yeah, I got the C-vid. Yeah, we, yeah. well, we could just call it Simplex C. How about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hey, I think we're going to talk about a Trek movie from the original series. Is that correct? Yeah, because I, I hadn't seen it in a while, and I don't remember much of it. Do you remember much of it, Sam? No, I think the last time I saw it was more than 10 years ago, I feel. Oh, oh. Yeah, so oh, yeah. with that, let's talk about Star Trek 
The motion, the motion picture, picture from Oh, Star Trek, the motion picture, released on December 7th, 1979. Ooh, uh, Pearl Harbor anniversary. Uh, <laughs> it was D-Day, actually. Thank you very much. No, December 7th, 1941. That's Pearl Harbor. No, <laughs> I didn't know that because I don't care. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? Some of us forget and some of us don't. So, yeah, you know what? Just saying. Yeah, I don't even remember when 9/11 happened. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think it was in I think it was in November, right? Yeah. Or like October, something like that. It, it's funny like yeah, like, do, do they still call it 9/11 over over in like Europe because that's in November. That's just, that's November 9th. Oh yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> they call it 119. Yeah. Oh, 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 I'm sorry about what happened on 119. It's like, what hey. the fuck? Are you just are you making fun of them? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's actually a really good question. I want to know. We got to get a British person on the podcast. Come on, tell us tell us what's Ooh. up. Yeah. That, that, that'll be kind of dangerous. I think we need to have proper protection before that, we have that, a that, British that, person on here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, I like a, a freedom gun. <laughs> um, so uh, this uh, movie was written by Harold Livingston, who unfortunately died three months ago. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, All right, it, P, dude. That's so this recent. is actually the first and final film he ever wrote, although he did uh, publish four novels after the movie was made. This huh. is the only movie he ever wrote. First and final it, film. Is he, Interesting. Like, he's not the only credited writer, though. It didn't somebody else get credited as like yeah, for yeah. a story? Well, the, or something? Yeah, for story. It was the guy who wrote um uh, what was supposed to be it was the novel that was like the the sequel to Star Wars. And he also wrote oh, the Star right, Wars right. novelization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, yeah. Uh Harry Dean something. It was not Harry Dean Stanton. It was like Harry Dean Anderson. Yeah, that sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> that's a different series. We'll yeah. get to that eventually. Um, uh, yeah, but uh then this one was directed by Robert Wise, who is best known for West Side, West Side Story, Story and The Sound of Music. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. But also, he does have one sci-fi film under his belt with the Andromeda Strain, who yeah. uh, the person who ended up doing the special effects on this also worked on. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he only did one more feature film after this, which is none other than Rooftops, the Capoeira rooftop fighting film. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. If you I haven't seen that. Rooftops, I haven't it's seen gonna, it. it'll blow your dick not, out your ass. Well, so he did, it's a well, Capoeira rooftop to like teenage fighting film cool I mean, it, it sounds rules. great it's stupid it's so fucking <laughs> i mean he did one more film after that but it was like a tv movie yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, that's why i said feature film yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was just, I, I thought it was funny because like okay so 79 he does he does the motion star trek the motion picture mm-hmm. and then 10 years later he does rooftops uh, I think and then it was uh, 94 so it's like 15 years later. no no, no it's, 89. it's 89 and then really? 11 years mm-hmm. after that in 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 2000 he does the tv movie and that's that's it just but the craziest part the craziest part and i looked looked into this because i was like his filmography is 
dense. So his career oh, it is starts up until Star Trek. Yeah, right. So his his career starts in 1942, and between mm-hmm. 1942 and 1979, he does 38 films. Holy shit. I mean, 38 films in 33 yeah. years. So he was it's probably fucking crazy. It was probably one of those guys because back in the day, uh, most um, fucking studios would put directors and major actors under like a contract and just like fucking have them do like a ton of fucking films. A year. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's not rare to see <coughs> actors in like the 50s, 60s, 70s and directors with like a fucking dozen films a year mm-hmm. just because yeah. they have guaranteed work and the fucking studio is always making them do dumbass bullshit. Yeah. Which is also why he has like every single genre under his belt too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this is only a second sci-fi film, which is weird because he's got like, you know, a ton of musicals, a ton of romance, a ton of comedies and shit like that. But And it's wild how colorful uh, Sound of Music and uh, West Side Story are. And this is just... I mean, this beige. is colorful in ways. Blue. Yeah, blue. I mean, it's got a, it's got palettes. Yeah. It's got palettes for scenes and shit, but we'll get into that. It's, yeah. it's something else. Um, yeah. Hey, can we, can we talk really quick before we get into the, like the film, can we just talk about like our history with this? Because I feel like that's important to note. Like I saw this movie when I was a kid, right? Mm -hmm. I watched Mm -hmm. it once and was like, I don't get this. Like this is boring. (laughs) And then I watched Wrath of Khan and I was like, wow, this is fucking great. Oh yeah. And and so like, I hadn't watched it in probably mm, 23 years maybe Mm -hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been a while since I watched it. What about you guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's not one that like I like uh like recently when I was like recovering from the c word. I was I was watching I was watching a lot <laughs> you of you can uh, say cunt on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, watching lots of uh, TOS Star Trek movies, and yeah, I did not watch this one. Yeah, it, just, it, like, it, it seems to be common practice to skip this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. well, I mean, they they yeah. it's a common adage that like uh, all of the odd. Star Trek films suck, and all the even ones are good, which mm. is about right, to be honest. The odd ones suck. The odd oh, ones. Oh yeah, suck. no, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, one, three. Uh, search for yeah. Spock. Yeah, I, uh, I, I five. Obvious. Five is its own thing entirely. <laughs> but honestly, like two, <laughs> four, and six five. are the best. Yeah, two, four, and six mm. are like undoubtedly the oh, best. Oh yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, so you know, and also you can almost go with that because like generations, uh, <coughs> uh, fucking. Uh, generation's okay, but yeah. eh, but you know, uh, then first contact is way better, and then mm-hmm. insurrection yeah. sucks. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. and then yeah, Nemesis also sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Nemesis is even worse. Uh, Nemesis, ugh. no, no, insurrection is worse than Nemesis. I think, like Nemesis, at least like has a movie plot, I guess. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. insurrection is just like a like like this. Honestly, a very long episode of star trek mm-hmm. um, at least like i don't know i don't know <laughs> uh yeah so uh let uh let you know oh, j- when's the last time you saw it um i don't know i honestly don't know yeah it's been a long time <laughs> yeah. i probably watched it in my 20s i know i watched it as a kid because mm-hmm. me and my brother watched all the star trek movies together yeah i, I watched Although- it as a kid my too because like my dad was a trekkie and we had that was definitely one of the vhs's we had and yeah Watched it, I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember ever watching Star Trek six when I was a kid. I know I watched all of the oh, other ones with six, my brother. I remember very vividly when I was oh. a kid. Yeah, I watched that one a lot. Yeah, for some reason, I don't remember ever watching I remember, that. I must, um, I might have. Because one point that's part that sticks out to me in six is like when that guy has the genitals on his knees. 
Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like I just hit him in the knees. Not everyone keeps their genitals in the right same place. <laughs> I was just like That's I saw that as a kid. I was just like, Ugh. You know I what's funny? Sex some knees. Like, I'm pretty sure Star Trek Six is the only Star Trek film I've never seen. What? what? Yeah, it's one of the I best, dude. It has a mod in it. Yeah, dude, dude, it fucking rocks, man. Like six is yeah. six is great. Yeah. It's, and it's like a great send off mm-hmm. to the and actually like watching six ruins generations and yeah. watching generations ruin six to be honest because mm-hmm. like six is like a perfect send-off for the entire crew which is why like no one except for shatner basically agreed to come back for <laughs> generations mm-hmm. um yeah it's 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 six rules dude uh nice. unfortunately we're not gonna watch it in this run because that's gonna be the the first week uh where fucking um lower decks is premiering oh so. sorry charlie <laughs> I mean, we could go week on, week off with uh, with lower decks in a in a Star Trek film. Mm, we could, could do it, but this is a watch after show. This is the mm-hmm. the people rely on us to be up to date. <laughs> the person. <laughs> there you go. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so you want to get started in on this film? Yeah. Yeah. All right. It opens up, and I hope we all watched the same version, the theatrical version, two hundred and twelve minute long version, not the director's cut. The How long is cut, the director's cut? Uh, I think like just two hours. Mm-hmm. Well, that, so I guess that say... 12 minutes is just like them watching the starships, though. Yeah. <laughs> that they cut yeah. out. Yeah, there, <laughs> there is. And there's some like extended scenes and dialogue and uh, stuff. Okay. But but it is actually a, a slightly different film. Mm. Um, so I don't think I've actually seen the director's cut. Uh, I like, they just I like released the... it on 4K. So I think the director's cut, uh, the one that's on Paramount Plus is the theatrical version, I think. I think it's that's... theatrical remastered, which is the one we watched. Mm-hmm. That's the one and I theatrical watched. Remas- I watched on mastered. Yeah. <laughs> Paramount Plus. Um, I, yeah. I also like that you said it was 212 minutes long, <laughs> which it does feel like that, but it yeah. is actually just two, a, two it hours, is two and, 12 hours and 12 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, 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 no, it feels like an absolute eternity. And, and yeah. so, so, like, I mean, I took like four and a half hours of notes today. Jesus H. Christ. And then I watched the movie again with you. Yeah. So it, it, Holy I have shit. been watching this movie since I was born is what it feels like. Dude, I feel I, like I, I, the I star having... child trapped in there with a fucking <laughs> little screen watching fucking the motion picture. You can't remember a time before. <laughs> no, there was, well, when was the before time, sir? <laughs> Dude, I kept having to take breaks like I, I okay. I sat down to watch it the other night, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I just got super stoned. This is gonna be great. I've heard this movie slow, so I'm really stoned. It's gonna work mm-hmm. out." And so I sat down to watch it, and I was like, "Okay, <coughs> all right, okay, cool, cool." I'm watching it. I'm watching it. And then uh, <laughs> Kirk and Scotty are going up to the Enterprise, and I'm like, "Oh man, it sure seems like they've been going up to the Enterprise for a long time." <laughs> Oh man, sure seems like they're still going up to the Enterprise. And then, and like, then the movie ends and you're like, what? And, and then I was like, surely I am really far into this movie. It feels like I've been watching it for a really long time. Like maybe I'm probably like over halfway through this movie now, right? And I look at the, the clock and it's like 22 minutes into the movie. And I'm like, the fuck is happening here? I mean, so it is, it is, it is paced out. And maybe we'll start the movie by saying it starts with a black screen and one minute and 40 seconds of just music playing over a black screen. 
<laughs> Which I mean, it's sick music. Jerry it's Goldsmith setting a really good tone for the yeah, film. Yeah. Jerry Goldsmith's score is probably the best part of this entire film. One hundred percent. I took so many notes about the score. It's it is so, so lush. It is yeah. so mm-hmm. beautiful. It is so mm-hmm. like haunting and emotive. It's, it's it is straight up fucking amazing. I think mm-hmm. it like, might be one of the best sci-fi scores ever made. Dude, like, 100%. It is, like it those, is up there with the original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. I, I completely agree. Those scenes Star where they're so like going into the cloud and the ship's all tiny and the cloud is huge and it's mm-hmm. playing this like haunting, beautiful, swelling music. It's yeah. like, it's tight. Like that was the one thing that kept me going watching the movie. Like the special effects are cool too, but like mm-hmm. the score is really what 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 kills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it says uh, produced by Paramount. So uh, it should probably be maybe explained uh the why Paramount is making this because it was originally owned by NBC and Paramount is now owned by CBS. Yeah. Um, so originally the show was owned by NBC, but produced by Desi Lu Productions, who, uh, which was owned by um, uh, fucking Lucille Ball mm-hmm. and Desi Arnaz. Um, but then uh, Lucille Ball, like the, the studio went under in part because they gave so much money to Star Trek and tried to push it so hard. Um, and then the parent company of Paramount bought Desilu Productions because they didn't have a television production studio at that time. They only made movies. And so with that, they got the Star Trek property and decided at first to try to make a show out of it called Star Trek Phase 2, which is where um, uh, the characters Decker and um, Aaliyah come from Mm -hmm. on this, which is kind of interesting. And like the actual actors were meant to play those characters Mm -hmm. On the show, but then after the success of both Star Wars and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the studio is like, hey, we need to cash out and make a fucking movie out of this. (laughs) And so they scrapped the show entirely, kept those two characters, that's it, and fucking decided to make this movie. And was it that in the phase two was just was was going to have the original cast? Yeah, some of the original cast. Uh, Most a lot of them agreed to come back except for uh, Shatner did not. Yeah. Too much money. Uh, yeah, he yeah he just didn't yeah not enough money or something. Mm. Just didn't want to do it. Didn't want to get typecast. And I you know, think Nimoy didn't want to do it either. Yeah, there's so many doing. There's so much like awkward acting in this movie. Yeah. Like I really feel like uh, like Shatner's the only one that I feel like is like really good in this movie. Like his performance is good in this. Like I I genuinely like Shatner in this. Uh, because he's like trying, you can tell, like in the scenes, like he, it feels like he's giving a hundred percent, and everybody else is like forty, maybe. Yeah. I, feel, like, I feel like Scotty is giving his all, but uh, he's Scotty's barely, good, yeah. he's barely in here. Yeah, he's, he's barely. He in barely it, yeah. does anything. Yeah, he just you, hangs you know out in engineering. You know who's extra super barely in it is Chekhov, who I swear has like one line in the whole movie. But he burns his hand really dramatically. Yeah, <laughs> and then we'll when that. he burns his hand, it's so funny. Uh, Kirk just looks at him and then gives him this look, and he just goes. Medic, Medic. <laughs> <laughs> like just doesn't even care. Uh, it's like, like, oh, oh, easy. It's like, like uh, um, he isn't even like, oh god, ah, oh. just, just medic. Yeah, there's no, there's no kinship or nope. friendship there. It's just like, God, check off again. Not, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> so now we get the opening credits, and I think this is the first time they ever use this font, which uh, they would end up retooling this font to be the main font for DS9. And then a slightly mm-hmm. modified version of it was used for the main font for Voyager. And it's a great font. I fucking mm-hmm. love it. It looks cool yeah. as hell. It's and it's font. the TNG theme, which I, I don't know if we mentioned 
Yeah, uh, essentially the TNG theme. Yeah, it's they, very uh, close. Jer- yeah. yeah, Jerry Goldsmith like rewrote the TNG theme, and it's a little faster, a little more bombastic, has more violin runs, which are the sickest things. Mm-hmm. But the um, like the arrangement here is so good, and it's, it's the oh. same melody. So it's like it really mm-hmm. yeah. it hits, and I forgot that. I forgot it was mm-hmm. the TNG theme that they used for this, <laughs> and uh, you know, watching it, I was just like, oh, yeah, whoa, what the fuck? I forgot about this entirely. That's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, but uh, so on on the opening credits here, uh, it's almost exactly set up the way the television show is with uh, giving actual build credit and individual screens to the top three names, uh, which are Will Shatner, of course, and we got Leonard Nimoy, and then DeForest Kelly's Bones McCoy. Um, but then everybody else is on a also or a <laughs> co-starring uh, sign, and it lists like the rest of them. But then it gives oddly enough and featuring. Uh, Parisis Kambata, who plays um, uh, Aaliyah, and then mm-hmm. Stephen Collins, who plays Decker, mm-hmm. gives them separate screens. Hmm. And, uh, you know, then it goes through, I guess, the rest of the uh, technical crew, and that's the opening credits. We open with a shot of space, a nebula. Three Klingon Imperial cruisers float through the space near it. And holy shit, this model work is amazing. Incredible. The like, special like, effects are so good. And so this model was so good, they used it for uh, the Star Trek films all the way up to, I believe, Insurrection. Like, it's used on a ton of Star Trek films. I think it was also used in TNG. It is like, they kept using this model because it's fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. And all three of these Klingon Birds of Prey are all the same model, just, Mm -hmm. you know, doubled. Because, I mean, you're not going to make another one of those. No. I mean, there's (laughs) that must have taken for fucking ever. But it's an amazing model. Dude, all of the model work in this is unbelievable and the matte painting mark as well mm-hmm. incredible yeah like, so interestingly so they they kind of had to rush all of the special effects on this film because uh they originally wanted a guy who worked on uh star wars uh it wasn't like industrial light and magic it was another guy who did like model making and stuff um but he wasn't available so they went for their second guy who was not available and so they went with this company that was best known for doing like uh cgi computer kind of like uh, TV commercials and stuff like that. Hmm. And uh, originally they were budgeted at $5 million for special effects for this movie. And eventually they ran over $6 million and they were still completely dissatisfied with everything. So they fired them and brought in <laughs> uh, the other guy and gave him a blank check and said, Hey, we need all of this done in six months. Wow. Uh, yeah. And he did a phenomenal job. That was the, probably the best decision they made for this film. Besides mm-hmm. Jerry Goldsmith. like mm-hmm. the, Yeah, Jerry Goldsmith, man. They really lucked out with that dude. Yeah, and the fucking, yeah, the model maker. But, you know, everything else in this movie. Yeah, story-wise, I mean, it does to feel like an episode. Yeah, and it, it's, I'm, I'm not going to say, like, everything's, like, half-assed. It's just, like, not quite right. You know, mm-hmm. like, the costuming is not oh, yeah. quite right. The lighting doesn't feel correct. The acting is just off most of the time or, yeah, or like it's, either, it's either off or just like incredibly wooden and incredibly mm-hmm. like line line <laughs> yeah line. And every everyone does seem kind of mad when they're talking there's yeah no they do like, like levity there's, there's yeah there's zero humor or levity in this entire film and mm-hmm. that really sucks especially because like shatner or uh, rather kirk uh spock and bones always have good dialogue together yeah. oh there's actually film, there's like actually one joke there's one joke in the whole film and i wrote it down uh, I, I don't I, I don't even remember that because uh-huh. this, so, this was like painfully unfunny right uh oh my god where did, where is it hold on 
Uh, okay, oh, it's when uh, <coughs> Spock shows up, right? And then uh, Spock, Bones, and Kirk have a meeting, and Spock comes in, and he's and and Bones makes some like comment towards Spock. He's like, "Oh, I see you're you're inviting and friendly or whatever." And then Spock is like. I see your continued predilection for irrelevancy. <laughs> I feel like is a. I feel al- like that's almost a joke. St- no, it's Spock being a dickhead. Like, yeah. that's not funny. Wait, like that is funny. That's, that's, no, that's the problem. Is like none yeah. of this is like jibbing each other and no. anything. It yeah. just feels like mean feels like spirited. Dicks, yeah. Well, Spock yeah. did just come off, um, you know, Colin R. Yeah. So he was mm-hmm. just being extra, just shitheaded yeah that's mm, true uh, extra so, logical uh, we yeah. go back with the klingons and uh, a klingon captain is leading the three ships through this nebula in a very hostile manner eventually the captain orders all ships to fire torpedoes at the nebula all of which seemingly disappear the captain orders the ships into evasive maneuvers next we cut to a small star base epsilon 9 trying to reach starship columbia several astronauts float outside Inside, we get a view of an emergency transmission from a Klingon ship. They appear to be trapped in an enormous power field that takes manifest in a luminescent cloud. And I, I like all the dialogue here. It's all pretty good techno babble that's like well descriptive. The, yeah, um, this this whole opening sequence feels very Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the opening sequence. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um so the cloud shoots something at one of the Imperial cruisers, and it is enveloped in a ball of electricity that seemingly disappears, or the whole the whole ship seemingly disappears. Um, we get the first sound of the nebula, which uh, was made by a really cool instrument called the blaster beam, uh, created by a guy named Craig's Huxley. It's a six meter long stringed instrument uh, with giant wooden, um, pit, or sorry. Like giant wooden bridges and then giant wooden cable, or sorry, steel cables, and uh, custom wound guitar pickups that is played within artillery shell as a slide. That's what? fucking awesome. That yeah, is so, so cool. Doom metal. That's the most Goldsmith. doom metal thing I've ever yeah, heard. Jerry Goldsmith like uh, like contracted this guy to make this thing, and so it didn't exist beforehand. There was a guy in Europe who had made something kind of like it and he based his design off that, but the other one was like 12 feet long and oh, shit. this one and I think acoustic and so he decided to make it an electric instrument. Um I don't more people use this. I don't know because it's <laughs> enormous like you ne- literally need to it's 6 meters long. Uh, uh, uh Tobin did something similar to this mm-hmm. when he did the music for the video game Infamous. Mm-hmm. Um, like he built a bunch of like weird instruments that are a bunch of like really thick cables that are like strung across a room and then you play it hmm. with like a broken piece of glass or some kind of shit. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> tight. Yeah, the uh, the instrument was also used in The Wrath of Khan, 2010, oh. Attack of the Clones, and 10 Cloverfield Lane, hmm. which was uh, scored by Bear McCreary. Oh, Bear McCreary, the uh, composer from Bat- uh, Battlestar Galactica reboot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're sick to get your hands on one of those. Oh, yeah. Or, 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 get, or something. get something else on one of those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe Beat. Can I stick my dick into it? Uh, <laughs> probably don't want to. Uh, I don't know, hitting, hitting those chords. <laughs> yeah, I want to feel it vibrate on my nuts, <laughs> dude. Use uh, my dick as a slide. <laughs> uh, so the cloud shoots another ball of electricity at the flagship cruiser, and they try to shoot at it. It doesn't work, and it swallows up the entire Klingon ship. Boom. All Klingons 
disappeared. Thanks, Cloud. <laughs> a woman at the control deck uh, back at uh, Starfleet tells her commander that the Cloud is on a trajectory directly towards Earth. We'll be there in three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we go down to Vulcan, and uh, with none other than Mr. Spock. Uh, with one of the worst haircuts I've ever seen. Terrible haircut, and also <laughs> I gotta say, like the the painting ma- the the paintings that they use mm-hmm. for the scenery here don't look great. Even in the remastered version, it looks super like seventies. I like it. I think rocks. it looks tight. Like it's 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 an aesthetic thing. It's just aged really poorly. Is the thing. It's it's obviously a thing from the seventies, which. Mm-hmm. Eh. I did like all the all the planets that were in close orbit to mm. Vulcan. Yeah. Also. So sick. apparently they actually changed the painting mats and they look a whole lot better on the director's cut. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I one thing I do like about this scene is like Spock is standing next to this giant foot and I like yeah, the, yeah. that giant it's foot a big, in the scene. Yeah, it's a glowing foot. <laughs> yeah. Giant glowing yeah. foot. Just yeah, was it just the foot or was it connected to a larger statue? Oh, it was connected to a larger statue. There was like yeah. a big like statue of a yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, a statue called like Cybox feet. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, speaking of the map paintings, this is going to be the best segue I have to this. But okay, so I looked into this because I was like pretty into the map paintings in this. I was like, mm-hmm. this shit's tight. This looks good. I want to <laughs> see what this dude has also done. So I look at this dude up. There's two dudes credited as like map painters. There's a, like a main guy and then like a backup guy. So the main guy, David R. Morton, worked on like everything. Like he's oh, worked Mor- on yeah, so much. Morton's Steakhouse. He paints <laughs> for them. And Morton's Salt as well, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> But, like, so this dude, he's worked on everything. This was the first movie he worked on, but he's been continually working on shit, and he's always credited as either, like, matte painter or visual effects, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But he did work on something very relevant to our discussions. In uh, 2018 to 2019, he is credited uh, as visual effects artist on eight episodes of Young Sheldon. (laughs) <laughs> Bazinga! Bazinga. <laughs> he, paint, he painted the family members because they have to film young Sh- the actor that plays young Sheldon separately from the others because he just invokes this like urge to just like kill him. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, so, so. yeah for safety reasons they got for safety yeah. reasons. Yeah. He's, just, he's just the uh, the staff uh, like police sketch artist because they can't <laughs> stop all the rapes on the set. <laughs> Jesus By Christ. Sheldon? <laughs> yeah, young Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> so Okay. <laughs> Spock Spock has been undergoing the Colinar ritual, which is meant to help him purge all of his remaining emotions, and he's nearly complete with his task. Yeah, I call that drinking a bunch of Metamucil. <laughs> uh yeah, I, I prefer um Kratom, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. He approaches a group of three elders, and the lead elder tells him how his Vulcan ancestors had long ago cast out all animal passions on the sands of Vulcan, and that the race was saved by attaining Kolinar. She says Spock has worked for a long time and prepares to give him a necklace symbolizing total logic. As she is about to present him with it, and it's a really cheap-looking necklace, uh, as she's about to present him with it, he stops her, as he senses a disturbance out in space, because apparently he has the force now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, does he ever explain how he... No. Uh, the Elder asks <laughs> well, I mean, for a uh, mi- Canonically, okay, okay, hold on. Canonically, Vulcans are mildly telepathic. Mildly, mm, mildly yeah. telepathic. Mildly telepathic. Mildly. Mm-hmm. Can be mildly. 
Not all of them are. Um, so the elder asks for a mind meld because she, uh, um, he senses a disturbance out in space to which Spock complies and finds that in an alien intelligence has called him from deep space and activated the half of his human mind. Mm -hmm. She drops the necklace and says, you have not yet achieved Kolinar. His answer lies elsewhere. He will not achieve his goal with us. We give each other the live long and prosper, which I'm just going to call a lap from now on. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Gives them the lap farewells and Spock picks up the necklace contemplatively. So he still gets the necklace. Hell yeah. It's like <laughs> still got my bling motherfuckers. Yeah, That's all him, I needed. What's to keep him from just like keeping that and just being like, yeah, I passed Colin. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I ain't got emotions. That's, yeah. that's why, that's why us fucking is obviously totally, totally logical. <laughs> like, duh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so back on Earth, we're well, in San Hold Francisco. on one second before we move on yeah. from Colonar, <coughs> Colonar ritual. Did you know uh, the the Vulcan words that they say uh, during the Colonar ritual were ca- were created by James Doohan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, and, yeah. And he also uh, created uh, the uh, Klingon words. Yeah. So uh, in in the uh, in that scene, they originally shot it in English, and then apparently mm-hmm. redubbed it later in this like. Vulcan language they made up, <laughs> uh, which I think is funny. It's cool. We, we love that. Yeah, yeah it, was, it makes sense. Like Vulcans yeah. would have a different language. Why sure. the fuck would they speak English? It's dumb as hell. Yeah, and I was reading like they when they when they were uh, fleshing Klingon out into an actual language, they had to go back and like make sure that it matched up with the gibberish that <laughs> Duhan made for the Klingon words. Like, okay, okay, that word means fire. Let's <laughs> 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 just make it canonical. Mm-hmm. Do you think Kling? Do you think Klingons and or Vulcans use emojis? Uh, I don't yeah, see probably why not. I feel like we, I feel like humans will evolve to only use emojis. Yeah. Like we'll come up with an emoji for every feeling and situation. And that way we can just emoji each other back and forth. Because that's, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's really all we're communicating. It's like our thoughts and beliefs through emojis, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And words. And like, I feel like. So it's like the plot of Darmok. Mm hmm. <laughs> yep. That's, yeah. Fire emoji and shoe emoji <laughs> at Tanagra. Mm-hmm. When they took the gun emoji away. <laughs> when they replaced the gun emoji uh, with the squirt gun. Oh, uh, when the eggplant squirts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So back on, back on Earth, we're in San Francisco. Uh, with Rear Admiral James T. Kirk arriving. Oh, yeah. He's a rear uh, You know he admirals the rear. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he meets Commander Sonak, a Vulcan science officer, who is joining Enterprise after being recommended by Kirk specifically. Kirk wonders why Sonak is not aboard yet, and Sonak says the new captain was having him finish science training on Earth. He's like, why? I don't get it. But <laughs> surely, you can, it surely this can be a, 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 a Zoom call, right? Yeah. Do your people not use Zoom? Do they use WebEx? Can we accommodate this? I hope they don't have Zoom way? in the future. I mean, they, they do have they, some kind of they like, do have, they conferencing have Starship app. Zoom. They're, they're, yeah. they're yeah. zooming out there with like fucking Klingons and shit. Do they do they have picture in picture though? I don't think I've ever seen that shit. Mm, I've seen them switch from like one yeah, person to another person. But yeah, yeah mm. obviously they have sweet screen switching, but I don't think they have like picture in picture. Which is like something they invented in like the nineties. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I mean, Picard typically took like video calls into in his ready room. Oh well, yeah. no, yeah, yeah. So 
video calls, yes, like one on one. We're we're talking. I think yeah. what Brit's talking about is like having multiple people share a screen. Which oh, I don't know yeah. if it's something we've seen at least not until modern mm. Trek. Yeah. No, I guess not. Yeah. Um. So. Kirk wonders why Sonak is not on board and uh, says the captain is having him finish his science training on Earth, which doesn't make sense. Uh, he <laughs> says a 12-hour class or something. Yeah. He says Enterprise <laughs> is in its final preparations, and Kirk says he intends to be on it when it leaves, much to Sonak's surprise, mm-hmm. even though he's a Vulcan. Um, Kirk says he's going to a meeting with Admiral Nagura, which shouldn't last more than three minutes, which I think means it's a blowjob, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's weird that he has this time to three minutes exactly. Mm-hmm. Why? That is odd. Like, well, you know, he knows he's got that throat game on. Oh, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's a, a glizzy lord. I um, mean, he did get exactly what he wanted, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. He must, he must <laughs> suck a, Kirk must such, suck a mean fucking dick, right? I mean, how do you get captain when you're, like, in your late 20s? You don't, unless you suck a mean fucking admiral cock. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and Decker was pretty young too. He looked like Decker was, was April. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true. It's probably April they're sucking off, right? The cartoon <laughs> yeah. version, not the new. No, one. Yeah, that's yeah. racist. The, the white one. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the white, <laughs> the one that's a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! But also, like, speak of the cartoon, like, uh, um, Gene Roddenberry wanted uh, Marshall Barrett to play Imris from T.A. The cat, the Cation cat lady. Oh, nice. He wanted her to wear fur and a tail, and she refused. <laughs> yeah, because that's fucked up. That's weird, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this now. I, I'm sure I'll say this again. I'm a Majel Barrett stan. I mm-hmm. like Majel Barrett. Yeah, I don't she's give great. a fuck. I think she's great. We love Luxwana. We love the computer. Yeah. You know, you know, can we, can we posit a fucked up thing here for a second? Yeah. Uh, yeah can we? We've got a lot to go through. <laughs> I know, but... Luxana Troy cross Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I feel like Neelix is more appropriate, to be honest. Like more appropriate, yeah. Like Luxana is actually a fairly like depthful character. I yeah, yeah, once I would you, agree. Once you get into her, and I'm talking about that pussy. Uh, talking I'm, about I'm, I'm talking about DS9. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, so we get a uh, we now get a really stunning uh, shot of like the offices for Earth Dock, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me a lot of the Moon Dock in 2001: A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it looks gorgeous. incredibly good. Like it looks yeah. so good, actually. It's awesome. Uh, next, we have Kirk beaming to the orbital office complex. Oh my god! Mr. It takes Scott. so long. It takes so <laughs> long for him to beam up. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's 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 a few seconds. It's, it's like a, a full longer. minute of him like. Yeah. That was really odd. Like, did they explain it was because of the the transporter was malfunctioning or something? No, because this isn't where the transporter is malfunctioning. But I thought it was like malfunctioning. That's that's why it was taking so long, and then that's why it later malfunctioned. And oh, maybe that that would actually make sense I think, if the yeah, one on I think Earth that was malfunctioning. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Okay. Kirk was like super lucky he didn't get turned inside out. That would have been amazing <laughs> if they just like yeah they they made him into just like a disc full of Kirk, <laughs> um, like they do yeah. in Galaxy Quest. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the one of the best Star Trek movies. No, that's yeah. the best. That is the best Star Trek movie. Like, I yeah, mean, it's amazing. It's incredible. I mean, Tim, Tim Allen is the best Star Trek captain. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So uh, he Kirk beams aboard to the uh, office complex to meet Mr. Scott, who is still the chief engineer aboard the Enterprise. And oh my God, he has aged like 50 years in the 10 years between Star Trek, the show, and Star Trek, the motion picture. He got so fucking old out of nowhere and he gained like 80 pounds. Like he aged so much. The rest of the cast is like recognizable, but like Scotty's like different. So oh, weird. Scot- the Scottish have seven years for every human year. Oh, oh yeah. Like that, a dog. Oh yeah. <laughs> Scottish are dogs. Okay. So yeah. that, that makes, so it's not just, okay. I thought that was like uh, an insult, but it's true. Yes. <laughs> all, all, all the Scottish are dogs. So it's funny that you mentioned like the aging thing. Apparently like that was a really big deal. Apparently a, a mm-hmm. lot of people in the cast and some of the producers were really concerned about the appearances of the, the main cast because they were, they had aged quite a few years. I mean, I mean, we we will we will definitely talk about how a lot of them look and why. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing: they, I mean, they, uh, they used like special lighting and shit to mm-hmm. like try to hide that. And William Shatner apparently went on a near starvation yeah, diet. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. <laughs> yeah, uh, and also, I mean, so I mean, Scotty just got super fucking old. Bones McCoy is the only person who still looks like, uh, I guess, a her or two and check off. Mm-hmm. Like the minor cast looks like themselves. Bones hasn't aged a day because he was always like in his mid fifties mm-hmm. and like disco dad. Um, <laughs> but like fucking yeah, like Kirk definitely aged a ton. Uh, Spock aged a ton and they just cover it with makeup. Which is, It's mm-hmm. funny because he's also supposed to be aging slower than everybody else. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's wearing more makeup than a her is in every single scene. It's mm-hmm. nuts. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so, uh, where are we here? Uh, Kirk explains to Scotty that an alien entity is three days away from Earth and the Enterprise has been ordered to intercept it as they're the only ship in range. Why is the Enterprise the only ship near Earth? Yeah. That's a really weird decision, right? Only other ships are doing shit, man. But that that's <laughs> also where they have like their shipyard. That's where they build ships. Mm-hmm. That, that Yeah, that... That they do the same thing in generations where um uh, in the beginning they're like oh the enterprise is the only ship only ship in range it's less like you're at earth yeah <laughs> you're just leaving earth <laughs> like this always happens this is our base this is oh, <laughs> all right um so yeah it should be the most protected place in the entire mm-hmm. federation yeah, so Scotty says the Enterprise's refit, which has so far uh, taken 18 months, can't be finished in just 12 hours. Kirk says he doesn't give a particular fuck. <laughs> uh, the two then travel to the Enterprise's dry dock. And holy shit, do they travel for so <laughs> long. It is like, I, I, I timed it, so it's over six minutes that it takes for them to get to the Enterprise in their shuttlecraft. (laughs) Yeah, so we're not quite there yet. Uh, Scott informs Kirk the crew isn't familiar with the new retrofit, and the ship hasn't even been tested for warp capabilities yet. Also, to compound everything, the captain of the ship is brand new in his position. Kirk informs Scotty that his two and a half years as chief of Starfleet operations may have made him unpracticed, but Starfleet has once again given him command of Enterprise by Admiral Nagura. He sucked that dick fucking hard. Mm-hmm. He sucked that dick fucking hard with teeth. And I use a little teeth in my blowjob. So it, it actually isn't explained in the film at all, which is stupid because you, you know, he, you know, it says Admiral Kirk and it also says Admiral Nagura and you assume they're the same rank. 
But Admiral Nagura is a fleet admiral, whereas uh, Kirk is a rear admiral. And I wish they made that distinction because it really didn't make any sense to me at the time. Rear and admiral. Mm-hmm. And it also actually doesn't explain it, I don't think, but uh, in order to be captain of the ship, um, Kirk takes a temporary demotion to captain from rear admiral, which is mm. interesting. It is. Um, because I, I believe in Star Trek before they've had like admirals take over ships and it's been fine. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to take the motion, but it's like, yeah, that, yeah. It's like that one episode where the, the old man makeup yeah. <laughs> takes control of the enterprise. Oh, the fuck. Oh, uh, uh, conspiracy. Yeah. Mm. I love that episode, mm-hmm. especially the end where they blow the fucking shit <laughs> out of him. And he's, oh, I was thinking the one where it's like the, he, the admiral gets like, uh, uh, Unages like becomes young again to so take out his, his. Oh yeah, yeah. But he's like has really bad old man makeup where he basically looks like a like a melting corpse. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love really bad old man makeup. <laughs> Same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Kirk and Scott arrive at the dry dock, and Kirk. Uh. Scott gives Kirk a brief tour of the ship's exterior. Brief tour. <laughs> it's not a brief tour. No. It's it's over six <laughs> minutes long. It is like I'm not even t- joking. I'm not exaggerating. Like it's no. literally over six minutes long, and it's and it's like it's cutting between like these shots of the the ship, and the music is swelling, and then it cuts to which like, were great. I loved that, right? But, but then, then it, it cuts to like Scotty and Kirk, and they're just staring, and, and yeah, and fucking Kirk's usually just smiling and nodding mm-hmm. like he's about to get fucked, mm-hmm. and cutting to like the people in the spacesuits just like like waving and like, like hey, <laughs> it's like. It, I mean, I really love all the model work, but uh, this was this was a little. It's excessive. Like during this scene, like mm-hmm. after about like half a minute, I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna check some shit on my phone." Five <laughs> minutes later, I was like, "Holy shit, they're still not at the Enterprise!" Like, wait, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it takes so long. Like, I can't overstate it. It is like so awkward to watch. I'm like. I, I was so I was so stoned when I was watching it. I was like I started getting anxious because I was like nothing is happening. Like I feel like this is a joke. I actually started laughing. I was like, is this a joke? Like what is what is going on? You like, know, doc, damn it! I actually loved this part of the film because I didn't have to take any notes on well, it. Well, there's I was quite just a few like, parts of the film that are like that. All right, they're still going. Yeah, still going. yeah. This it was it was it was a nice break for like my hands. Though. I feel like this this scene is like a, a good setup for the scene when they go into the cloud because the scene where they go into the cloud is twice as long and it's mm-hmm. the same as this one. <laughs> yep, so the uh, Scotty and Kirk dock with the Enterprise and enter the cargo bay. Scott is summarily called up to engineering. Kirk takes a turbo lift to the bridge. Oh, but before this, he's a huge fucking asshole to this ensign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, uh, permission to uh, enter the ship, ensign. And the ensign's like, sure. And then, like, afterwards, the ensign's like, hey, can I show you around? And Kirk's like, nope, I can find my way. Later, loser. <laughs> and it's, it, he's just a dick. Yeah, like, Kirk, fucking, Kirk is full of himself. Kirk's a fucking dick in this film. Yeah. Like, uh, he's just an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kirk takes a turbo lift to the bridge and is informed by Uhura that Starfleet just transferred command from Captain Decker to him. He doesn't. On which Sulu, Chekhov, Uhura, and several other crew members crowd around him to welcome him back. At this point, I want to point out the costume, the crew uniforms. They're awful. They're so confusing. I have no idea what uniform means what. The only thing they mm-hmm. keep from the initial uniforms is the uh, the rings around the sleeves that show people's ranks. 
Mm-hmm. Everything else is different. There's like yeah. eleven different colors of costumes, and you actually yeah. How many how many colors did you actually? I think count? we saw brown, white, blue, beige, yellow, brown, dark brown. Okay, so at least seven different colors, mm-hmm. and like at least four or five different cuts of each one. Yeah. There was one uniform that looked exactly like Obi-Wan Kenobi's Jedi outfit without the robe. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was oh, so confused. Was wearing? Uh, no, no, it was, oh. it was someone else on the bridge earlier in the film. Mm-hmm. I pointed it out. I'm like, that looks like a fucking oh, yeah. Jedi outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was, it was wild. Also, I, I think was it's, very it's super funny that like those, those uniforms fit terribly on everyone. You can like see their junk all like bunched up mm-hmm. and then you oh, can no, like that, see the that's bulge. That's a great fit. You can see like, <laughs> see no, that's what I look for this, in clothes. Like, especially yeah. Decker, Decker's bulging out like oh, real yeah. hard. Oh, you can yeah. you you can definitely tell he's you uncircumcised. He's got a lot of smegma up in there, Decker. You see his, can you give me some of that smegma, Captain Decker? You see, you oh, I'm see sorry, his, Commander Decker. Can I get some of that Commander smegma? You see his Cheeto puff. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's it, and just like just like a Cheeto, it's full of cheesy deliciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why they added that like long front area on the tunics. Oh uh, yeah, try for to like, for, for modesty. Yeah, oh, just so that he didn't that you were getting blasted like you definitely see scotty's junk at one point at the end when he's just like yeah. comes on the bridge and he's like okay that's what he's working with all right <laughs> scotty working with some engineering section of his own you know what i'm saying he's got a big old monkey i can see your engineering section sir <laughs> what a big warp nacelle you have you want to you want to show each other our warp cores <laughs> i consider myself by lithium. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna enter I'm gonna enter her dilithium chamber, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh so down in engineering, Decker is talking to Scotty when Kirk pulls up aside to tell him he's in charge of the fucking ship now. Of course Decker's upset because what the fuck? Yeah. Uh as he's been temporarily demoted to commander also. And had his commission basically stolen from him. Yeah. Really fucked. Uh, he storms off. Right as an alarm sounds. Sonak and a female officer are trying to beam onto the ship. But the transporter isn't working. After some tense moments of trying to work shit out, they fail. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like that they fail. The part about this that's weird, though, is like Kirk like barges in and is like, I know mm-hmm. better how to work the transporter mm-hmm. than you, the transporter bitch. officer. I'm going to fucking mm-hmm. do it. And then he fucks it's a it up. brand new ship. And he yeah. fucks it up. And then they, they're like, they're, and he's like, are they back down there? And they're like, what's left of them didn't live long. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then you hear like a bang. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like that's one of the most, like, like transporter accidents are a big, you know, story storytelling device mm-hmm. in, in Trek. And but I it, think that's the most Horrifying. Definitely the most horrifying one. Yeah. And they never yeah. end like this, though. And I like that it ended mm-hmm. like this. It's always like a, whoopsie, we made a Neelix. <laughs> it's it's never like... We made a pile of horror. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, uh, uh, what used to be your officer is now blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something. I mean, they directly no, t- reference this in, in Galaxy Quest. There's that whole sequence mm-hmm. where the he, like, tries to beam up the, the thing from the planet. It, like, turns into a... Like an exploding <laughs> pile of meat, <laughs> just like that's what I call my dick. Yeah, I, I love that. Like they never they talk about it in Trek, but they never show it. And then I like that Galaxy mm-hmm. Quest is like, yeah, we're gonna show it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's a good. bold film. It's a bold film. So 
Outside the transporter room, uh, Kirk uh, sees Decker and tells him they will have to replace Sonok with <laughs> with another Vulcan if they have one, mm-hmm. which is some weird racism right there. <laughs> it's like he likes that uh, logic, dude. He likes that logical yeah. talk. Yeah. It's like, uh, hey, we lost our uh, being good at sports officer. Do you have a <laughs> black officer we could use? He just, he just like, wants what? To, he just wants to groom the next Spock. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he's just, yeah. he's just like, I need, I need, I need a Spock to replace. Him. He's just like, yeah. I think that uh, me sucking your cock is most logical. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm your captain. And it's a direct order. So. <laughs> um. So Decker tells Kirk nobody is available that is familiar with the new ship. So Kirk tells him he will have to double as a science officer. Dude, this shit's Which after fucked. demoting him and like giving him a bullshit job and then being like, but also double your workload. Like, what the fuck, dude? dude also, it's funny. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say like Kirk makes doesn't like Decker makes all the right decisions. Yeah. And this like. There's no re- there re- at the at the end of the day there really was no, no point straight to up, demote him. Decker is the hero yeah. of this film. Like literally, mm-hmm. yeah. Like yeah, he's he's the only one who actually like takes actions that like ameliorate, ameliorate like Earth and their standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And doesn't, he literally like, push them saves closer Earth. to the edge of destruction. Yeah. yeah. Like, like Kirk literally. is just And then Kirk won't Kirk even just, Kirk won't even declare him dead and like give condolences <laughs> to his family. He's like, "No, he's yeah. missing." And that's the yeah. end of the movie. <laughs> he doesn't <Yeah>. even care. <laughs> uh, He's just happy uh, spoiler, as he Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so next we have uh, Kirk assembling the entire crew in like this giant hall that I've never seen before in any Star Trek. They call it a recreation room or recreation mm. hall or something like that. Do they? Yeah. Who calls it that? <laughs> uh, Kirk. He's like, gather the crew in like rec- recreation hall one or something like that. Where are the ping pong tables? <laughs> yeah. You can't recreate without ping pong. That's well, true. they have little video games or something. Mm-hmm. That, they got pong in there. Oh, the, <laughs> yeah. that one, the, the, the thing that uh, fucking data masturbates with and peak performance or whatever. <laughs> that would have been funny if they added the uh, that one game from Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they the weird chess thing. Yeah, like the little claymation guys uh, fighting each or, other. Like, that's ah! a sick-ass game. Or like, yeah. I mean, this was the 70s. What if they got Custer's Revenge for the Atari 2600? <laughs> oh, yeah, the, fucking, the game where you like jerk the, off. The first porn game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like trying to get your cum on the women. Like, <laughs> or, or or what if they had like those, uh, uh, those uh, fucking NES ROMs that were just like hentai? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, back in the day, yeah. Totally. <laughs> that would have been sick. <laughs> like, Vidra's just like... We need to destroy every one of these people. <laughs> Viger got a hold of some hentai and they're like, nah, they gotta go. What, what, if, gotta what if Viger go. got, got hentai and then just got a big like cloud boner? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh. yeah, just ripped right through her. <laughs> or ripped right through the Enterprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so someone named Commander Branch tells the crew, uh, uh, so they bring up like, they assemble the crew. Uh, Kirk starts like debriefing them on the or briefing them on the mission, and then he's like, uh, "We got a call coming in. Put it up on the screen." Uh, someone on the screen named Commander Branch tells the crew that they have analyzed the mysterious cloud, and it generates an enormous amount of energy with some kind of vessel at the center. All attempts at communication so far have been unsuccessful. Uh, the um, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, the cloud treats all foreign interference, especially from scans, uh, as an attack and is hostile. So inasmuch, while attempting to scan the cloud, Epsilon-9 is also destroyed, just like the Klingon ships. It just disappears from the electricity burst. Mm. Uh, and 
Kirk's like, whoa, what the fuck? All those people just died. And then he's like, <laughs> I do like how it shows like one guy in a spacesuit trying to outrun it. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, he's, like, he's like, no! <laughs> he's just like floating away. <laughs> like, I, would, I would rather be swallowed up with Epsilon 9 than be out there in space alone. Yeah. Like at the edge of fucking like three days away. What the fuck? <laughs> would that Epsilon Nussie do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, one, one thing that's funny about, or well, not funny, but one thing that's interesting about this scene is the scene where like he's addressing the, the, like, the crew Right. Many of the extras in that scene were actually like big, like notable fans of the series. Like one of the people in the in the crowd there was the person who started the letter writing campaign that actually got Star Trek a third season um, in the first place. So like the guy with a huge forehead, (laughs) probably (laughs) (laughs) And that guy actually was a human. He just was <laughs> just a giant forehead. <laughs> yes, yes. He, he looked like inflated Barclay. Like. <laughs> Don't you dare say those um, words. Someone is into that. Uh, but I mean, Barclay yeah. is definitely into inflation. Like oh. he definitely does oh, like oh, weird yeah. foot inflation. inflation. Shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like he fucking when he heard uh, inflation was up nine percent, he was like, "Ooh, I gotta Ooh. go masturbate." <laughs> he definitely was into voyeurism because mm-hmm. like he never locked the. More like the voy- holodeck. More like voyagerism. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, voyagerism. he's like computer he's- load program Troy bike pump five. <laughs> <laughs> I've already made this meme, fella. Um, <laughs> later on the bridge, Ahura tells Kirk that the transporter is once again functional and working all right, which is great that they you know figured that out after they killed two people. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're just like, going to try this thing out, mm-hmm. you know. We're just going to go on vibes. Uh, We are now introduced to Lieutenant Aaliyah, the Enterprise's Delton navigator. Who (laughs) immediately out the gate, she's like, she's like, I'm celibate. No, 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 not yet. Not yet. (laughs) So Decker is overjoyed to see her. Uh, She greets Decker first Mm -hmm. uh, as they had developed a romance uh, when he was stationed on her planet some years earlier. Uh, she inquires about his demotion because she's like, Commander Decker? And Kirk interrupts to try to do damage control. And he's like, uh, he's the chief, uh, the executive officer and science officer. And Decker's like, uh, Kirk trusts me very much. <laughs> and it was really tense and stupid and bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Aaliyah tells Kirk... Uh, my oath of celibacy is on record. Just out of nowhere... Just yeah, like, and then she's like, "Can I can I go to my duties?" Uh, yeah. And he's like, "Yeah." She, it's it's but, I mean, funny that she just like sees him and is like, "Yeah, you're gonna fucking try to bang me." I am celibate. Not, maybe she's like telepathic, like a betazoid. Ah, like if yeah. it was a betazoid, because it's a it's a delta, which mm-hmm. is a different letter. So maybe oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like they're like the uh, opposite of the betazoids, where they don't fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but they they can tell when you want to fuck, and they're like, "No." But then how? Ha- they're like uh, when, 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 when do they decide they can have sex? Well, they're like the beta cucks. Yeah, yeah. So I think beta zoids imply the existence sex. of sigma zoids, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> what about ligma zoids? Some... <laughs> ligma zoids. <laughs> That's only based on you saying sigma zoid. So I don't. Hey, I can make a joke and then make a joke about that joke. Yeah, it only works in your own joke universe, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, their strong sexual attraction could be a distraction for members of other species, oh. which is why Delton swore an oath of celibacy upon entering service. Oh. That's pretty good. So I guess okay. since everyone just wants to fuck them, they have to that be celibate. Mm-hmm. That really sucks. Why don't they just be sluts instead? 
Yeah, right. And just be the 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 ship entertainment girl. <laughs> <You know. laughs> so, Aaliyah tells Kirk about her of celibacy, uh, and then sits down to do work. Uhura tells Kirk that one out of every six people uh, that needs to beam up to the Enterprise is refusing because of the transport accident, which is <laughs> logical. Uh, so he goes to the transporter room to make sure everybody does beam up personally. Mm-hmm. He's a dickhead. <laughs> so he can purposely mess it up again. Yeah, he's like, get, up, get out of the controls. Oh, not again. Fuck. Oh, oh geez. shit. Like, they just said, they're like, well, Kirk, stop, please. <laughs> We're running out of coffins. <laughs> <laughs> We've got 11 barrels full of crew members now. <laughs> We've got to shoot these people into space. <laughs> if you can call them people anymore. Yeah. Uh, so... Now, Bo- none other than Mr. Dr. Bones <coughs> McCoy is beamed up with a disco dad outfit and a huge beard. And a, uh, a medallion that looks like a Mortal Kombat symbol. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and he's super pissed. because uh, his look is so uh, hard. Like, it goes yeah. so hard. <laughs> he's, he's a member of the Bee Gees yeah. in, like, circa 1978, right here. So th- and he looks pissed off like they just interrupted him having an orgy or something. Yeah, yeah. There's, so a re- there's a review we're going to read later, a letterbox review we're going to read. But they, they call him specifically, that they state that he looks like the inventor of cocaine, which I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's not wrong. Not That's wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. Well, mm. So, uh... He's super pissed because he's uh, he's like, I've been drafted, Jim. And uh, Kirk's like, uh, it was me. I did it. And uh, he's like, oh, fuck you, Jim. <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck us. And he's like, I need you, brother. <laughs> and then he gives him a pound and they kiss. They don't kiss. Yeah, I wish it would be cool kissed. if they kissed. Yeah, but they're, <laughs> the, 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 the team is getting back together. Minus mm-hmm. Rock. Bands back together, mm-hmm. but but uh, fucking Bones is grumpy as always. Yeah, dude, he's pissed. Um, like he's he's a he's dick so in every single scene. Like he is not. Yeah, having he has a, good a right time. to be. He's like, I don't want to fucking be here. <laughs> um, so with repairs <laughs> finished, the Enterprise leaves the dry dock and heads towards its goal at impulse speed. And we get our first captain's log, baby. Captain's log, start date seven four one two point six one point eight hours from launch. In order to intercept the intruder. At the earliest possible time, I must now risk engaging warp drive while still within the solar system. Decker and Aaliyah are at controls and talk a few minutes and then I fuck. They like, I mm-hmm. fuck. Like, she needs a fucking oath of eye celibacy. <laughs> Holy shit. They can't stop it. Also, is she? does she have a bald cap on? Is that why she looks so mm-hmm. weird? Yeah. She she shaved her head oh, and, 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 her, and she had her... Uh, she got insurance for her hair because she was convinced that it wasn't going to grow back, and so she wanted to be compensated in case. Oh, it that's amazing! That's sick, yeah, because like her sick, yeah. her head is weird. It looks weird. Mm-hmm. Like it's weirdly shaped. Yeah, it, I think she has a fine head. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's yeah, a weird. It's a weird looking head. She's got a like. She shouldn't <laughs> like. Okay, it's not like big forehead guy. Yeah, that's true. It's not like forehead guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have a bunch of excess fluid <laughs> sloshing around. <laughs> yeah, that fluid is, is but it's down here. <laughs> yeah. he was, he, oh, he, it shows like Elephant Man is in, <laughs> in Starfleet. <laughs> wow. Um, so McCoy enters the bridge now clean shaven, no more beard, which sucks. He had a huge yeah, beard too. Like that must have taken right. a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, can... You think it was? You think it was real? No. No. <laughs> I think it was. 
I think I think he grew that womb broom. Yeah, <laughs> nah, yeah, it was probably fake. But, okay, I, like I have a picture of a it. Big like, dreadnought to use as a dildo when he fucking <laughs> eats pussy. I took a fucking screenshot of of bones in this because he looks so good. He went so hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna look at this. It kind of looks like a real beard, but it also kind of looks like a fake beard. I, I don't think know. it's a real beard. It's like too many colors to be a fake beard. I think like it looks too natural. Like he actually has real gray. Oh beard. yeah, I could. Yeah, I mean that yeah. that that would be an expensive. I don't know. Also, like, I'm looking what do you at think it. Fucking DeForest Kelly was doing for all those years. Ah, uh, besides growing a beard and fucking dude, fucking cocaine, like just straight cocaine. <laughs> yeah. He was inventing a new strain of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, that so was, he, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. ten times as addictive. He's he's the the proto John McAfee. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's my yeah. hero. John, John McAfee's he my was, hero. Stayed in that. He's fucking now. whales and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. McCoy <laughs> arrives on the bridge, clean shaven, and complains that the new sick bay is too modern, calling it a damned computer center. Yeah, I wrote that which, down. Like, that's something like an old guy in the 1990s would have said. Yeah, about something Dude, like such too an many amazing line. Like it's it's uh-huh. so it's like working it's in like a damn a, computer center. It's, <laughs> you you work on a starship that can go several times the speed of light, mm-hmm. and you're you're like all these newfangled computers. Like what? He's like he's like a he's like a crusty old gold prospector. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't understand what all these computers for. All they need is a saw. <laughs> That's a good prospector voice. I like that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's the character you should be playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just do the rest uh, of the episode. That's our new host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know about trust. this gosh darn Star Trek. What are these newfangled spaceships that are in the sky? That's, uh, we call him uh, Goldie Gordon. And, Goldie uh, the 49er prospect. Hell yeah. Um, okay. So, um, Kirk. Oh. Uh, Kirk doesn't care uh, that uh, McCoy is complaining. And orders Sulu to take the ship into warp speed. Suddenly, however, the Enterprise enters a wormhole created by an engine imbalance. A wormhole. A wormhole. It's and and Kirk is like, oh yeah. And Bones is like, all right. Um, you know what time it is. Keep on rolling, baby. Ben Stiller, you my favorite motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, the visual effects here are fucking cool. Yeah, it looks cool. But this scene plays way too long. So long. ultimately so unnecessary. It is. So uh, in the wormhole, everything slows down and everybody starts to talk real slow and has like light tracers. Mm-hmm. It's like doing acid, but like <laughs> if time went real slow, it's like it's like doing acid and then probably doing a, a whip it. Yeah. It's probably exactly yeah, how the yeah, scene yeah. feels like. It's like, it's like, like all these yeah. tracers and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, <laughs> yeah, real bad. Um, so the visual effects here are really cool, but kind of unnecessary. Uh, Colonel, well, but orders, I guess it does have ultimately serves a purpose. It yeah, it does. I guess yeah. it, it has some conflict here. Uh, mm. Kirk orders phasers, but Decker orders photon torpedoes and cancels the phasers. With seconds to spare, uh, Chekhov hits the torpedoes and it kills the asteroid as well as the wormhole and the whole day is saved. Oh boy. Mm -hmm. Kirk immediately demands to speak with Decker 
in Kirk's quarters. It is funny how fast you were able to summarize that scene, yeah. and it goes on for what fifteen <laughs> minutes? minutes? Like it's really yeah. long. I like I paused this thing a couple times. Like no, nothing new happened. Yeah. That's the thing about this movie. Like there's so many sequences where just mm-hmm. nothing happens, and like that's mm-hmm. chill. But like it's also hard to watch sometimes. Uh, for some reason, when uh, Kirk is calling Decker into his quarters. Bones also says, "Hey, can I join?" <laughs> does he like wants to get? Does he get off on like hearing people chewed out, or what's I, the deal? Oh, I think he knew Kirk was going to act like an idiot, so he was just going to be there to be like. Or do you think he was going to like try to suck his dick? And him. he's like, "I'm going to suck his dick too." <laughs> Dicker looks like he has a meaty, tasty dick. I mean, he did do a pump of his super cocaine before. I, I, I can <laughs> see it through his uniform. <laughs> peeking out like yeah, which, Cheeto. Wh- which uniform, though? Like he wears like six of them in this film. Yeah, everyone constantly changes their uniform. Yeah, especially like Kirk. Within like like three scenes, he changes his uniform every single scene, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what's happening? I like I like his <laughs> white uniform. It's just like a tight white shirt with a zipper down the center. Yeah. Like it's pretty mm-hmm. good. And yeah, then, like gray cool. pants, mm-hmm. like just regular gray Dockers. That is fascinating because you you know you're never going to see these uniforms appear in another Star Trek franchise because they ever suck. Again. They're so they look like hospital uniforms. Yeah. Like yeah, future hospital uniforms at best. They don't look like Starfleet uniforms at all. Mm-hmm. They're really boring, mm-hmm. especially like the brown one. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, the brown ones look bad. Like literally, the only good one is that white shirt that Kirk wears mm-hmm. in that one scene. But yeah, like the tunic, he only wears I, I in the like one the scene. summer outfits with the really short yeah. sleeves. Those ones are kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, short sleeves ones are cool, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, like, yeah, totally boring. Never, ever going to appear again. No. <laughs> In Kirk's quarters, he demands to know why Decker tried to overrule his command for phasers. Decker notes that the new phasers run through the warp engines, and that since they were imbalanced, using phasers would destroy the ship. Kirk concedes that maybe he was wrong, but accuses Decker of competing with him, <laughs> which is, again, a huge asshole move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Decker says that Kirk's unfamiliarity with the ship put the mission in jeopardy. Kirk kind of agrees and tells Decker to inform him of any of his fuck-ups and then dismisses him. But he says it in a really, he's like, oh, well, I guess you're going to help nursemaid me along or some shit like that. And I was like, what? First off, I don't understand that reference at all, but also you're a dickhead. <laughs> that's something people in the I mean, 50s said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the, yeah, that's, that's the problem with a lot of things like, bones like mm-hmm. he he talks like he's a, just this old dude from the 1950s yeah. and he's supposed to be an old dude who like you know grew up in the fucking like 2230s yeah he should be having like zoomer talk yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> should be like no cap no, no cap no, you're no, no cap. Like this cloud ain't bussin <laughs> <laughs> this cloud is bussy this cloud is bussy <laughs> this cloud's a little sus not gonna lie <laughs> Decker walks out of the room and runs into Aaliyah. She asks if the conversation with uh, with Kirk was difficult, to which Decker concedes it's about as difficult as seeing her again. She asks him if he's sorry for leaving her planet and not saying goodbye, to which he asks if she would have been able to say goodbye, to which she says no and wanders off. Ooh. <laughs> Real mysterious like. Back in Kirk's room, Bones accuses Kirk of being the one who's competing, noting Kirk pressured Starfleet into giving him a command, using the emergency as currency to give him the command, and accusing Kirk of being obsessed with keeping his command. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Which is it's all, all fucking, fucking true. true. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ahura yeah. pages Kirk and tells him a Starfleet shuttlecraft is approaching and wishes to dock. Uh, and for some reason, they put this on this giant screen in like Kirk's quarters. I'm mm-hmm. like, why do they need to do this? It, it was fine with audio. But they decide to use a huge fucking screen anyway. Um, but uh, Kirk then tells Chekhov to handle the situation and hangs up. Handle. The shuttle, the shuttle approaches Enterprise. And the top portion of it detaches and docks right behind the bridge. <coughs> Who enters? None other than Spock himself. Goth Spock. Mm-hmm. Totally like wearing these sick ass fucking black robes and shit with like Vulcan on them. It's, oh man, I want a black robe with Vulcan on them. Yeah, that would be pretty tight. More Vulcan I'd be goth into that. Shit. Yeah. That'd be sick. Fuck, yeah. Yeah, you should try to get someone, commission that someone to make that for you. I think, you, I think I, that'd be a I good outfit for you. That. I can, yeah, I, I can sell. Do it up. Yeah, what are yeah. you what are you waiting for? You clearly have no excuse for it. Get it together. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Okay. All right. I spent all the fucking time on this goddamn podcast. That's true. You do. Um, <clears throat> so everybody is surprised, but Spock ignores like everybody. Yeah, he doesn't uh, give Spock a Spock makes a beeline. He doesn't. He's like cold clocking everybody, uh, and he's wearing a ton of uh, fucking uh, uh, like contouring on mm-hmm. his cheeks like so much goddamn makeup it's nuts uh spock makes a beeline for kirk and tells him he's aware of the crisis and knows about the ship's new design difficulties and offers his services as science officer uh to which decker is happy to give him nurse chapel bones and ahura all try to greet spock but he spock blocks them <laughs> and tells kirk that he'll go to engineering to discuss fuel equations with scotty and is this the scene where it has it sh- it went uh it cuts to Kirk? There's like the blur all yes. around him. Yes, it is. And so yeah, here's one part where they were trying to use like lighting and weird shit to like mm-hmm. make him look younger. Mm-hmm. And he's just like looks blurry. Yeah, like the whole blur. It's like it's it's very odd. Mm-hmm. It it just you took you took you takes you out of the scene because you're trying to wonder why his whole face is, is surrounded all, by blur yeah all feathered and shit mm-hmm. yeah what's interesting about that Next. is that like nimoy and uh shatner were the same age when they made this they were both 48 mm. they both look they old. look so much like, older uh, than 48 yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> especially yeah. nimoy i mean like nimoy yeah. has always looked ancient though. that's like, true even yeah. when he was like in his 30s as spock he still looked like he was in his 50s mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain's Log, Stardate 7413.4. Thanks to Mr. Spock's timely arrival and assistance, we have the engines rebalanced into oh. full warp capacity. Just for comparison, uh-huh. Anson Mount is 49 years old. Oh, wow. That's he's, crazy. He looks great. Yeah, that's insane. I feel like people used to age in dog years, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Just like with Scotty, just like looking... Like he just fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> I mean, Scotty aged the most by far. I mean, yeah. it looks like they just. I mean, they, it looks like they fucking Paul McCartney'd him and just put a totally different ah, guy. Ah, that's a that's a good reference. I just listened to a podcast about that the other day. <laughs> um, so uh, back to the captain's log. Repair time less than three hours, which means we'll now be able to intercept the intruder while still more than a day away from Earth. Mm-hmm. Spock helps rebalance the engines for full warp capacity, and the ship goes into warp to intercept the cloud. Spock, Kirk, and McCoy meet in the officer's lounge. Uh, Spock explains his 
Kolinar and how he sensed the consciousness of an intruder that made him break his training to come assist them. He says the consciousness has perfect logical thought patterns and he believes it holds the answers he seeks. I think that once you're over 40, you're supposed to have a Kolinar every year, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think it. Yeah, is it every year? I think, I think, I think it's, it's every three years. Something isn't like it? that. I don't know. That's what. That's why uh, Bones didn't want to come back. He's like, God damn it! Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. just, uh-huh. He's like, like I'm tired of putting my hand up these guys' ass. <laughs> like, I'd rather be in Florida putting my finger in people's asses <laughs> consensually. Ahura <laughs> uh, pages Kirk and tells him that they have made visual contact with the cloud. Oh yeah, um, business cloud. And, uh, yeah, the Amazon Web uh-huh. Services shows up. Yeah, yeah, the um, AWS cloud. And then Microsoft Azure is like, what about me? And everyone's like, no one cares. You're not the one threatening um, Earth, brah. <laughs> the cloud scans uh, the Enterprise, and Spock determines the scans are coming from the center of the cloud. Ahura sends full friendship messages on all frequencies. As you do. To no response. Uh-huh. Uh, Decker suggests raising the shields, but Kirk determines it might be considered an act of hostility. Mm-hmm. Kirk analyzes the cloud and says it has an energy field, the equivalent of thousands of starships. Yeah, yeah. it has Sitting energy at... to the 12th power. That's, yeah, it does. Yeah. Energy 12. Just pretty, pretty, pretty big. High level energy yeah. right there. Yeah. It's over 9,000. It's over 12. It's over 12. It is 12, guys. It is 12. Um, You're right. It's over 11. (laughs) There you go. That's better. That's better. It's it's finger 11. Oh, yeah. There you Uh, go. Yeah, that's what we want. Sitting at a science station, Spock awakens from a trance. He tells Kirk the cloud was communicating with him. It is puzzled as it contacted the Enterprise to no response. Suddenly, the cloud shoots a plasma bolt at the ship, and it begins to overload the ship's systems. It fucks up some engineers around the warp core and burns Chekhov's hand. Mm-hmm. To which Kirk and, and is just said, like... Kirk is like, ah. Uh, <laughs> like, everyone looks at him, and, and like Chekhov's like... <laughs> and like dying in slow motion uh-huh. with his hand on with radiation burns and everyone's like oh no well that was that, that was Chekhov's scene in the entire the, movie. It was, he really yeah. had to sell that yeah, yeah. it was like... it was really funny it was like really overacted it was great mm-hmm. um Chekhov report or sorry scotty reports uh deflector power down 70 percent uh, Aaliyah uses her telepathic abilities to soothe Chekhov's pain. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. She yeah. gets his dick all hard and he's like, oh, I forgot about the hand. And then he tries to touch it. Ow! Oh, fuck! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't jack so, myself off because of this hand. <laughs> so, can, can you do it with you know, your mind or maybe your hand? I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. You know, uh, mouth. <laughs> Feet? <laughs> you know, feet. you know, a hers mouth. Please uh, <laughs> use your feet, please. Uh, Spark tells Kirk that the yeah, Spark tells Kirk that the alien has been attempting to communicate using an ultra high frequency message that, because of its high frequency, only lasts a millisecond, which tells me that this creature is a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just uses dog whistles like uh, George H.W. Bush in his ad campaign. Yeah. 
Hey, <clears throat> that's a deep dive. Nice. <laughs> uh, Spock arranges to send the cloud messages in the same frequency. Friendship messages. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, another beam of energy is sent towards the Enterprise and is right about to hit, but disappears right as Spock sends the friendship communication to the cloud. Mm-hmm. Kirk asks for ideas on what to do, and Spock suggests that they go into the cloud. Mm-hmm. And Decker recommends against it, calling it unwarranted. What do you think's going to happen? Decker's going to get uh, I, fucking I think, shut down. I think it's going to be warranted and warrant is going to come in and start playing He's She's my cherry Sweet drink of water make a good man proud. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. Right. And then this is where they go into the cloud, right? Um. Pretty Pretty much. One second. I'm going to take a um, yeah, so Kirk orders the ship to continue on into the cloud. After passing through several layers of cloud, which I cannot stress enough, took forever. It takes over 12 <laughs> minutes. Like, it is... I, I, I literally... So, I wrote half a sentence about it, and it takes 12 minutes. I, <laughs> I wrote, after pla- passing through several layers of the cloud, <laughs> and that that's 12 okay, minutes of description we need to talk right about oh. what this is actually like to watch, though, because, like, what mm-hmm. it is like, it, it looks sick as fuck. Like, the visuals, it sick does, yeah. as like, fuck. But it goes on yeah, for okay, so, so long. And it's it's doing that thing where like every minute or so it'll just show like Sulu going huh? or like Chekhov going oh hand not really <gasps> yeah. just and it's, looking it's like it just shows them looking and then it shows the beautiful scenery and I'm like yeah. you don't need to show them looking I know they're looking at it like there's no what else reason would they for be looking to, like, at Chekhov's fucking we don't hand need a fucking Kirk doesn't even care about Chekhov's hand <laughs> right. Uh, fucking, and by the way, it's already in his pants. It's healed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they were just super proud of all that alien architecture models that they made. And they which were cool, to, but yeah, it's like, cool. Jesus Christ, that took forever. Like, yeah. thankfully, I was a little high. You weren't high at all. And I'm like, man, how yeah. is Pat sitting through this? <laughs> I just sit through it twice today. I'm like, I mean, the first time was fucking torture. Because I'd like mm-hmm. pause every few minutes and be like, no, I can't write anything. Like, literally, <laughs> I could describe. It's like, so there's a lot of blue stuff and some stuff that looks kind of organic. And there's like, a couple. Then there's some very structural yeah. stuff. And like, there's the, the part I mean, with the, like, of... the glowing, like, orange balls. There's that part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was part really was cool. cool. And, like, there, there was that cool thing that they passed over that was, like, a weird, like, pit made out of, like, those, like, uh, sand-colored bricks mm-hmm. and shit. And, mm-hmm. like... There was a lot of yeah, shit going on. My favorite it was, shot. It was visually cool, but impossible. My to favorite shot in the whole you. sequence, though, which is like, in my opinion, the the coolest shot in the whole movie. It's like a huge wide shot. And it shows like the model at the at the bottom, and it shows like all the blue stuff in the cloud, and then the Enterprise is just really, really tiny off to the right, yeah, yeah, and like just like moving yeah, yeah. slowly across it, and it looks so cool because like you, it, they've already spent so much time establishing how huge the Enterprise is, right? And then they mm-hmm. like completely like throw that on its end. But like by showing you in the, in this tiny context, like how huge the cloud is, and it's just like it's cool. Like that's a cool sequence. So, like it just is way too long, mm-hmm. and it's stupid. So, so earlier in the film, uh, they actually give a size of this thing, which they uh, cleared up in a later version. So initially, they say uh, the size of the cloud is eighty-two AU's long. Okay, which apparently is just like size of the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, it's like bigger than our galaxy so it doesn't make any sense for it to be like 
if it was anywhere in the galaxy, it would yeah. be an immediate threat to everything. I think it says like one AU is the distance between Earth to the sun. Okay. So <laughs> so 82 AUs. Yeah, and so in the director's cut, they clear that up to it's just two AUs. Yeah. Which makes, makes a lot more mm-hmm. sense, you know, because mm-hmm. it's... That's like, you know, uh, maybe like a quarter of the size of our Milky Way or something like that. Or not, or rather, our solar system. But also I have to wonder, why was the alien structure so huge? Given that's, that- that's a good question, too. Like, why <laughs> did it need to be that big? And maybe it got bigger amassing as it went along on its journey. Or, yeah. Because I don't, I don't know. Like, it doesn't really explain that. And it's like... It also doesn't explain the reveal why of, cl- of what's in in there. Well, and all, yeah, also, why is it a cloud? Why isn't it just a vessel? Why isn't it just the enormous I think, vessel? I think the cloud is just a protective thing around the vessel. I mean, you could have all types of protective things. Why mm. is it a cloud? Yeah. So, you it's know what's funny? Thing. So, like, apparently, William Shatner... Like, why robots make a cloud? William Shatner never saw the final cut of this film until the premiere. And at the premiere, he was, like, shocked by how slow it was. And he he literally stated, like, at the time, like, this is on the day of the premiere, he said, well, that's it. We gave it our best shot. It wasn't good, and it will never happen again. (laughs) Which is crazy, because, like, the film actually made a lot of money. I mean, it was originally budgeted at $25 million. They ended up spending, I think, $47 million on it. But it ended up making, like, $140 million. So... Mm. Like it, yeah, it made, made money. worldwide, and also like after they released it on video, it made tons of money back. So mm-hmm. you know, it made money. It wasn't nearly as successful as you know your Star Wars or Close Encounters, which made I think like eight hundred and seventy and uh, like three hundred and fifty respectively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was, was still like and what was like what did Wrath of Khan make? Like I'm sure probably way more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. way more. Yeah, that's got to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So. After passing through several layers of cloud and, like, you know, a quarter of my life, uh, they observe a giant vessel in the middle generating a force field with greater power than the sun. Imagine uh, when you die and you your whole life flashes before your eyes, but it's just <laughs> it's <laughs> Enterprise all, traveling all through the cloud. Several layers of cloud. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like you're trying to reflect back on your life, but all you see is just, like... The cloud going through the cloud of the inter- the enterprise going through that. It's like uh, on my deathbed. I'm like, Grandpa, do you regret anything? <laughs> I regret not chasing after more women <laughs> and watching Star Trek the motion picture thrice. <laughs> I will never get that time back. It's time lost through my fingertips. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Kirk asks Ahura to send an image of the vessel to Starfleet. However, all transmissions are being reflected back to them by the cloud. Kirk orders Sulu to fly above and along the top of the vessel at the distance of just 500 meters. And everyone's like, what? (laughs) Um, suddenly another energy beam is blasted at the ship, but this one enters the ship as an entity of light. And by that, I mean like lightning, like literal lightning on the ship. It's a funny, like 1970s lightning effect, which you love to see it. Mm-hmm. Like hand Yeah, drawn. yeah, you do. It is It is a funny, yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so Chekhov asks Spock if it's one of the aliens from the cloud, but Spock claims it's a probe sent from within the cloud. Mm-hmm. The probe moves to the science station and shoots some lightning into it, attempting to gain control of the ship. Decker tries to override this, but it like shocks him. 
So Spock gets in front of him and he uses the most powerful move in all mm-hmm. of the galaxy, the fucking Polish hammer, the double yeah. fist, the double punch. Mm-hmm. And he just fucking destroys this computer, which like, is this computer like hooked up to any kind of network? Cause like, <laughs> why, why does punching the computer like make it impossible for this entity to access any of the other systems? Yeah. I feel like that would just be creating aesthetic damage. Yeah. Just like yeah. Yeah. The- <laughs> it's like, dude, Spock, why are you fucking up? The- you fucked up the keyboard, dude. Yeah. yeah I'm just sure, yeah. a keyboard. Yeah. Like, it would have been more realistic and better if he just like unplugged an Ethernet cable. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like, don't worry, guys, I got this. Just stomps on his router. Yeah. He's like, "All right, we're, we're good, good. We're, we're good." good. <laughs> um, so the probe moves to the science station. Uh, It'd be yeah, sick that, if he like mind uh, melded with a router and was like, "Check off. <laughs> I see what you've been looking at." <laughs> <laughs> Chekhov is winks and he's like, "You into that too? <laughs> you into that too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. I want to go to my quarters. You know? <laughs> I've got one good hand left. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, but you do have your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Chekhov is into feet. We know this. Mm-hmm. How do you get such a deep voice out of nowhere? That was weird. Right? Yeah, he's not Sulu. Come shows, on. <laughs> and that just shows the diversity of Star Trek, where you even have like. Foot guy, uh-huh. guy. <laughs> well, yeah, Neelix, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. oh Neelix, yeah. yeah. Well, he's a foot guy and well, a pedophile. Well, is... well Chekhov walks so Neelix can uh-huh. run. Uh-huh. <laughs> On <Yeah>. feet. <laughs> Chekhov uh, jerks so Neelix can blast. Yeah. <laughs> Chekhov sniffed <laughs> shoes so that Neelix could lick toes. So... After this, um, the probe shocks Spock, sending him to the ground. It then goes into the middle of the room and starts scanning uh, Ilya, who everyone tries to save, and doesn't work, and then she suddenly vanishes. Poof. Gone. And the ship is completely back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, her fucking like tricorder just drops, mm-hmm. indicating she's gone, and Decker is like, this is what I mean by unwarranted. <laughs> She's my sweet son of woman, such a bear. Okay, so um, <laughs> so another alert goes off, informing the crew that helm control has been lost. Spock reports they're within a tractor beam, and Kirk orders someone to take the navigation station. To which Decker calls up Chief DeFalco to replace Ilya. Um, Ilya. Uh, Kirk wants to fire on the cloud, but Spock assures him that any show of resistance would be futile. Which I think he actually says resistance would be futile. And I'm like, mm. Did they just steal that? Dude, Star Trek steals uh, from Decker itself make it up. all the time. <laughs> oh, they did. Like, mm. yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Decker wonders why they were brought inside the vessel as they could have been destroyed anywhere. Spock suggests... Uh, that the alien is curious about them. A monitor shows a butthole-shaped uh-huh. <laughs> closing in around the ship. Mm-hmm. And it's just constantly yeah, pulsating. It yeah, it is. It's like an inviting It is a winking it. butthole. It is, a, it is yeah. literally a giant winking butthole. And it, and, and it, and it, it gapes for the yeah, Enterprise. it does. Mm-hmm. It, cho- it has the gape gloves. The chocolate starfish and the hot dog-flavored uh-huh. water. Yeah, uh-huh. we'd love to see it. Uh-huh. Um, well, this so, is more like chocolate, now, the, the chocolate starfish, and uh, the hot dog flavored water vapor because it's a cloud in space. Oh, so yeah. just true, say it. True. Yeah. Ooh, you know what we should do? We should go like to they this. get out and they're like, 
<laughs> we should we should go into business making hot dog flavored. Oh my god! <laughs> god, and just call it the hot dog flavored uh-huh. water. Oh my lord! Yeah, that's pretty good. You, you might want to like edit that out because that's a. You, you should bleep it in <laughs> the final cut, that, just so like people don't know yeah. what we're talking about. But it's like actually the dumbest <laughs> idea. That no, that's yeah. that, that's not a million dollar idea. That's like a quarter of a bitcoin idea. <laughs> yeah. That's all we'll get for that. <laughs> and that's worth like nothing. That's like five thousand. Yeah, pretty sure this, this Modelo is worth more than a Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. <this> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, a monitor shows the butthole-shaped aperture, closes around the ship, and uh, Enterprise is now trapped inside the vessel. The tractor beam releases right as an intruder alert goes off. Somebody new is on the Uh-oh. ship. Yep. Kirk and Spock arrive at the location of the intruder and they're in a sonic shower. And for some reason, it keeps on giving the temperature of the intruder. <laughs> yeah, which like, is really weird. Temp- uh, intruder yeah. uh, area now at 90 degrees, now at 40 degrees. I'm like, why would it do that? That's really weird. Uh, Plus, why did she materialize in the shower and decide to take a shower first thing? Wait, why did who? Because I haven't revealed it yet. Oh. Who's in the shower? None other. Then Ilya. <gasps> and that's actually our intermission point. All right. A big, big reveal. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you, since we already uh, did stuff, do you just want to go into Klingon Word of the Day there, Yeah, Spencer? we can do that. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's hit us up with the Klingon Word of the Day. Klingon word of the day is a doozy. So today's Klingon word of the day is Chinach Mimrach. I think I pronounced that right. Um, which means the failure to climax. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so uh, to put this in perspective, uh, my sexual partners are frequently upset at me after experiencing Chinach. Mirror. <laughs> I would also say uh, Star Trek the motion picture is incredibly boring because it has uh, <laughs> there is yeah. like no climax to this. There is no climax. In this no, film. there isn't. No, no. no. But then w- wouldn't that be, is there a separate word for, or does it differentiate between climax come and climax and like the end of something? Like it's not sexual. Mm, that's a that's a good question. I can actually refer here to the Klingon wiki, which I have pulled up here. Um, oh, wiki, wiki, wow, wow. Yeah. Wiki, wiki, okay. Wow, wow. Wiki, 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 yeah. wiki, wow, wow. Okay. Wiki, wiki, right. wiki, wow, wow. I just rewatched wiki, wiki, Arrival wiki, the other day, so I'm like, oh, vibing on alien linguistics. So <laughs> I think this is specifically related to the failure to orgasm not the failure mm. to like ejaculate because it is gender neutral uh, mm. so i'm gonna so say failure to bust failure to bust failure to bust uh, ain't yeah. bust no ain't cap bust. ain't bust <laughs> <laughs> so it's all i got for klingon word of the day we love to cool. see it well uh, do you want to jump back into the film then let's do it all right i want to 
Pop Star Trek, the motion picture today. Sat down and jerked today. I can't look at you while I'm looking for Major. Watch Star Trek, the motion picture today. Sat down and jerked today. Can't look at you while I'm looking for uh, What are you saying? What's the last thing you're saying? Are you saying re jerk? No, I can't look for. I can't look at you while I'm looking for V-jer. Oh, V-jer. Mm, oh, okay. It sounds like, like you're you jerking. Jerk. <laughs> yeah, it sounds cool like you're talking about jerking off. Yeah. So, sounds. Yeah. Well, the second line is <laughs> sat down and jerked today. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> but so, but it sounds like you guys have dirty minds. Mm. Fucking perverts. <laughs> do we? I mean, I, the I song you do. I was thinking about that. I was like, off. I sat down and jerked today. Yeah. And watched the Star Trek motion picture. Yeah, that um, was a good one. Like, are yeah. you just going on and like finding like royalty free covers of these songs and yeah, then singing right. over them? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so good. You're the doing par- the, Lord's the parody work clause right. completely covers me. Which oh is yeah, fucking it's awesome. Yeah. Uh. Uh, so <laughs> anyway. you're, you're talking about jerking off. Yeah, yeah. 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 All no you gotta do is include that. a line yeah. about your penis, and then it's parody clause, baby. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna redo Metallica's uh, "Sad but True" and just release it as a new song. But instead of like it being about whatever the fuck that song's about, it's just gonna be me like not being able to come because I'm too uh, drunk. Oh, uh, balls but blue. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's balls but blue. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yep. uh, we we are back uh, and uh, Aaliyah is the mysterious new intruder on the ship in the sonic shower. Uh, oh, yeah. So she's still in the shower, and she says in a robotic voice uh, to Kirk, she says, you are the Kirk unit. You will assist me. Uh, she says she's been programmed by an entity called V'ger to observe the carbon-based units aboard the Enterprise. She steps out of the sonic shower, and this white garment materializes around her and it is so fucking cool. Yeah. It is like one of the coolest outfits in all of Star Trek. Yeah. Between mm-hmm. Spock's goth outfit and that one, those are the two like winners of the entire movie. Oh yeah. I would, I could agree with that. Oh, and, her, and the, her, and the, the uh, Kirk's white tunic. It's like right. his tight right. white shirt. But, but yeah. his, his pants ruined that. that, that <laughs> okay. Opinion. So real quick, <laughs> speaking about like the costuming, apparently the cast fucking hated the costuming. <laughs> because it sucks. Like, I mean, it does legitimately Odyssey. Here's what it says here. It says, The cast hated the uniforms, which required assistance in order to be removed. (laughs) In particular, William Shatner had to wear a corset, uh, the lines of which are slightly visible underneath his uniform in certain scenes. Shit, I love that. (laughs) One of the cast's conditions for returning in a sequel was to have new uniforms. Which led Fair. to the creation of the iconic uh, red red uniforms. Oh, yeah, I love those. Yeah. That'd be funny if yeah. uh, Kirk joins the corset community, like the goth, goth girl <laughs> corset community. <laughs> so he's just like yeah. he's just like sitting oh, yeah. there with a whole bunch of goth girls who have like he's really like, tiny. I've waist. been training. I've been and... training. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down to 18 inches. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just then, Bones comes in, and uh, Kirk tells him to scan Leah with his tricorder. Uh, Kirk asks Aaliyah who V'ger is. She says, 
V'ger is that which programmed me. And she's doing all this in a super robotic voice now. Her she's voice all, sounds terrible. Yeah, like, yeah, vo- like whatever vocal effect they have on there <laughs> is awful. It, it, it sounds, sounds like, like they put shit. it through the first vocoder ever invented. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it sounds bad. Mm-hmm. Considering they, they made a lifelike robotic simulation of her. And but then like the voice, they just, skimped out on the voice. Yeah. They're like, "Yeah, we've never heard a talking, but I mean, we've got all this extra skin." It's um, like they use like one of those like talk back like recorder things that you got as a kid, <laughs> just like put that in from her Home throat. Alone too. Yeah, from Home Alone <laughs> too. There you go. Um, talk boy. Yeah, talk boy. Talk boy. Yeah, uh, I wanted one so bad. I never mm-hmm. got one though. You know what? You're an adult now with your own money. Mm-hmm. I bet That's you can true. Find one. <laughs> That's true. I do be buying bullshit with yeah. my own money being an adult. It's so good. So, uh, so Bones and Spock inform Kirk that Aaliyah is simply a mechanism inhabited by a probe from V'ger. Kirk asks where the real Aaliyah is, and the probe states that she no longer functions. They killed her. Yeah, they fucking <laughs> murked her. Uh, Kirk asks why V'ger is headed towards Earth, and it says it seeks the creator so it may join with it and become one with it. Which is pretty metal, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. pretty pretty interesting. In Sick Bay, Aaliyah is on a bio bed. Uh, oh, yeah, and right after this, um, they're like, hey, we want to scan you. And she's like, I am only programmed to do... Uh, uh, that which is normal and they're like no it's totally normal for us to scan you and she's like fine <laughs> and uh kirk's like it's also totally normal for you to uh put your mouth on my penis <laughs> uh, and she's like is it and bones is like not now jim god damn it um wait till after the examination <laughs> i want her first <laughs> uh, let me have a look at your feet <laughs> What character is that? I tried to do a Russian and it didn't work. I, I know. I, I was don't think like, Chekhov's oh, even here. <laughs> you know, but Chekhov is probably like looking from the other room. Like, yeah. there's like, there's like he's a, monitoring there's, them. He's, there's a painting. There's like a, a, a place in the eyes slide away. Chekhov's just watching from the other from behind the it's wall. Like, we don't have art on the ship. Where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> um, so now in sick bay, Aaliyah's on a bio bed. Uh, it scans her as having complete replicated bodily functions down to the <laughs> eye moisture. And as we know, the pussy sweat, um, <laughs> and, and like shitting and farting, obviously. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> bones is lo- and uh, Kirk is like, question for you bones. He's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, do, uh, do that pussy be ignorant? Is, is it, is it farting and squirting? <laughs> Do it be farting and squirting? Why, it, do it no be squirting or is she on cream team? That's why she had to take a shower the first thing because she just like she's just <laughs> like covered in semen. What's happening to me? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh Decker enters and Aaliyah addresses him as Decker uh, instead of Decker unit, which fascinates Spock. But she's actually referring to Tim Heidecker's show, Decker. <laughs> Uh, which is a really interesting reference, especially since it was made like 30 years after mm-hmm. this movie. I'm more um, than we can credit that, this. We can credit uh, Star Trek: The Motion Picture for inventing it. So. We, thank mm-hmm. you, Star mm-hmm. Trek: The Motion Picture. That's that's a great <laughs> that's, comedy. I mean, uh, yeah. serious action series. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Spock pulls Decker and Kirk into a room for a talk. A taco, a taco yeah. bar. He made a taco yeah. bar. Uh, mm-hmm. Spock theorizes that Aaliyah's memories have been duplicated by the probe as well as her body. Decker's pissed at the probe for cock-blocking him, 
but Kirk convinces him they need to communicate with the probe. Suddenly, Aaliyah bursts through the wall, <laughs> like literally like fucking Kool-Aid guy. Oh, yeah. Right oh, through yeah. the wall. And she's like, uh, I need help with my fucking observations. You're done with your scan. And, mm-hmm. and fucking Bones is like, but I haven't come yet. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And uh, so Kirk refer, uh, defers everything. He's like, hey, Decker, can you take care of this bitch? I'm fucking busy. It is funny. They like she's there to to do serious work and they're just like, oh, just take her on a, like a, on a, on a little nonsense tour. And she mm. just, just can't differentiate between seeing actual stuff and just being like, this is where we play video games. <laughs> He's like, this is the bathroom. This is where you give me a blow job. <laughs> uh, so next we get another captain's log. Captain's log, start eight, seven, four, one, four point one. Our best estimates place us some four hours from earth. No significant progress thus far, reviving Aaliyah's memory patterns within the alien probe. This remains our only means of contact with our captor. So uh, Decker takes Aaliyah on a ship tour, showing her the previous Enterprise and uh, attempting to get her memories to resurface, but to no avail as Kirk and Bones observe from them on a monitor. And you pointed out, like, wait, they have cameras on the ship? I'm like, yeah. yeah, I don't remember ever seeing cameras on the ship. They have cameras on the ship? Yeah, yeah, because they never you... really use it in any of the series. Like, you know, when there's like someone on the ship, like doing something secret and evil. Like, yeah, and it's weird. And the the, yeah. the head security officer is never looking at video feeds. Never, ever. <laughs> and so I'm like, there, where? Well, since when? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but but uh-huh. yeah, like if they had had a constant video feed to whatever they wanted, like it would clear up a lot of like miscommunication and. And drama on the ship. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially cuz like the ship, especially like when you get to the Enterprise D, it's so fucking big. Yeah. That like, I mean, there's basically like 100,000 square feet per person on the ship. Per like active mm-hmm. crew member and has uh enough to house like 7,000 people. Yeah, and, and add, there's only 1,000 people on the ship. And they have families and stuff mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. yeah they can have kids and Yeah, it's fucking Which nice. seems kind of crazy. Because they go go head first into danger, and there's just like a whole bunch of just. Yeah, I mean, you can like <laughs> families like and shit. Ex- yeah, yeah, you can have yeah. a full extended family on like the mm-hmm. Enterprise D, which mm-hmm. is nuts. I'm like, why? Yeah, yeah. Like, they... like fucking fucking Worf's shitty son is there. <laughs> Sometimes Alexander. Mm-hmm. Sends him Alexander. Away. Well, I mean, he's with his mom until she gets fucking murked. So. Mm-hmm. You know, but then he's on the Enterprise for like a while. Yeah, yeah, like, but then he gets sent away. Chilling. I don't remember even what happens to him. But uh, he gets sends him to the grandparents' house. Oh, that's oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, I gotta go to DS Nine now. Bye bye. Yeah, get uh, out of here. I'm getting even You're farther away from you, Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> you you drove me away. You are without <laughs> honor, son. <laughs> this is why your mom died. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. so Decker plays some games with Aaliyah, um, but she's not really interested. She mm-hmm. wonders why the Enterprise needs carbon life forms to run. Uh, she informs him that after her observations are complete, she will reduce all carbon life on board into data patterns. Or sorry, data patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells her that she has carbon life form memories that will help her better understand people. And so Aaliyah agrees to let him help her recover them. Cool. Meanwhile, at an airlock... Spock nerve pinches a security guard and puts him to sleep. <laughs> I love this scene. It's like two minutes long mm-hmm. and it's wonderful. 
Um, yeah. It's just Spock being sneaky and being like, Matt, this guy falls asleep. Like, it, it mm. also felt like completely unnecessary. He outranks that guy. Right. He could have been like, <laughs> he just could have been like, out. hey, I'm going to go take a spacewalk. And the guy would be like, okay. Mm, <laughs> okay, boss. Like, <laughs> yeah, all right. What am I going to do? Yeah. So, yeah right. <laughs> back in, back in I'm a science officer. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I'm about <laughs> to go do science shit outside the ship. Like, bye. He's <laughs> like, wait, I'm a snooty ensign. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, Captain Kirk was a dick to me earlier. (laughs) I'm not gonna let you guys get away with anything. Senior staff, (laughs) so you gotta fill out the proper paperwork. Which actually reminds me, there is like a scene early in the film where they have Captain Kirk sign something, and I'm like, why would anyone sign something this far in the future? Like, it was on a pad. It doesn't matter. Like he has, he has mm-hmm. a fingerprint. He has eyes. They have so many ways to identify him. He has yeah. codes. Like why did why would a signature matter? And a signature can so easily be forged. Like mm-hmm. in the future, I don't buy anyone having to give a signature, especially since mm-hmm. we never see it anywhere else. I think in Star Trek, I never see anybody yeah. signing shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, like usually, know. like when they bring in like Picard or somebody like work orders or something like he just looks like yes it's fired <laughs> yeah yeah right exactly it's like great cool take yeah. your pad um, i feel like maybe in that ep- one episode of ds9 where jake cisco like is like 40 years old i feel like he like signs mm-hmm. a copy of his book or something oh yeah like i think that happens maybe but yeah that's the closest i can think of i can't believe mm-hmm. we still have well i guess we do still have hard copies of books because fucking picard is a dumbass and loves them <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I can understand that. Like, I try reading, like, Kindle and stuff, like, and it doesn't, like, mesh the same way as, like, a book Yeah, but does. You, you don't live 300 years in the future, dude. It's true. Like, <laughs> well, those... maybe Pat's 300 years in the future in his mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. maybe, maybe Pat is a cure. <coughs> we ever considered that? <laughs> you chose to come back to 2022 to get COVID and <laughs> yep. be on a Star Trek I mean, podcast. I, I haven't tried to kill him yet, so I don't know for sure. Uh, <laughs> And work in, in a in a welding shop where it's a hundred degrees and I sweat my ass off. <laughs> Terrible. He, he was just like seeing what it's like to be O'Brien for a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like I wanna die. <laughs> <laughs> um so back in Leah's quarters, Decker McCoy and Chapel are trying to jog her memory by putting on a headband Aaliyah liked to wear. She shows brief emotions and remembers both Chapel and Decker and tells them she can't help them make contact with V'ger, and she doesn't know who the creator is before going cold again and removing the headband. Spock is now on the exterior of the Enterprise in a space suit. He boosts himself towards the aperture, the butthole-shaped aperture <laughs> ahead of him. This also took a long time with him, like... Just looking at the butthole and timing, make, doing the timing just right. Like, yeah, but at least he was like talking through it because yeah. he's like leaving a log now for uh, like uh, Kirk just in case I think this goes south mm. uh, or he like gets swallowed by the butthole. I don't understand why it had to be such a secret. Yeah. yeah I <clears throat> okay. I like it when. Sp- okay. Here's some notes I took down uh, from around this time in the film. Mm-hmm. It's a part when Spock says orifice, which yeah, I think goes. is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then once he gets through the orifice, he says, I have successfully penetrated. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm That's like, cool yeah. as hell. <laughs> pretty good. Um, Hells yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have lost my virginity. 
<laughs> no, he fucked way before, dude. He fucked he, back in, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Strange he New Worlds. The, the, the uh, butthole virginity. had a fucking the mating ritual yeah. and shit. Oh, the butthole yeah. virginity. Oh, that's different. Oh, yeah, that's, that's different. different. That's different. That's yeah, different. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's been pegged. Like, especially when he and uh, T'Pring switch bodies. Oh, well, I yeah. Even, I, don't, I don't even count the pussy, actually. Hmm? Yeah. I don't even count the pussy. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's, that, that's not losing your real virginity. <laughs> that's not really losing your real yeah. virginity. Oh, you mean like, oh, you have three kids? Uh, but but have you ever fucked a butthole? Oh no, virgin. So you a virgin? <laughs> virgin. <laughs> uh, so Kirk, uh, we go back to the bridge, and Kirk enters, and is informed <coughs> Starfleet signals are getting stronger, indicating that they are getting closer to Earth. Starfleet informs the Enterprise that the cloud is slowing down its approach. Sulu confirms that the cloud is entering into Earth orbit. Suddenly, Chekhov informs Kirk that Airlock 4 has been opened and a spacesuit is missing. And Kirk mm-hmm. is like, it's Spock! What, how? How do you know? How do you know that, Kirk? Mm-hmm. There's no way to know it, but he's like, Spock! Um, they weren't even watching Aaliyah at that point. Like, it could have been Aaliyah. Yeah, right? <laughs> it could have been so many people. I, yeah. think, I think Aaliyah was there on the bridge, though. Right? Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, so Kirk is like, it's Spock and tells Chekhov to get him back on the ship. But then he changes his mind back with Spock. We have entering the clouds part two, uh, (laughs) where it's like, I don't know, a good, like four or five minutes of him, like Uh traveling through, uh, uh, psychedelic like, space yeah. that being said though like the spock scenes i feel are, like are, are they're just, much like, visually better. very cool like yeah, they're yeah, visually they cool and also spock is narrating them most of the time mm-hmm. and so yeah. they're so much more tolerable so than much the 12 tolerable. minutes of cloud because yeah. he's like uh i believe this to be uh like uh what their planet looks like and, mm-hmm. uh, and it I, like looks fucking insane like the does. sequence and, and of so, spock like floating in the spacesuit mm-hmm. and like he's going through it and there's like planets mm-hmm. and like yeah. a like a big like uh, humanoid like mouth that he like goes through and yeah. shit like mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. I, yeah, I think that was cool. more of a sideways vagina. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? there were there were some pussy looking things after the big. Mm-hmm. There's so many. There's so many buttholes and pussies in this movie. There it's, are. Mm-hmm. This movie is the more, most Georgia O'Keefe pilled movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like it's nuts. Um, so uh, Spock experiences visions, including what he believes to be Viger's uh, homeworld. He theorizes that it may be a visual representation of Vadger's entire journey. <coughs> Spock Badger? Then, Vadger, that's what I'm calling it from now. <laughs> the, the planet, I, the planet did look like it was a robot planet. It kind of looks like the um, yeah, looks the uh, the um, uh, Autobot planet. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of did. So Spock then sees the Epsilon Nine station that was vaporized. In a log he's keeping uh, for Kirk, Spock notes that he believes all he is seeing is the mind of Vadger and that they are trapped Vadger. within a sentient machine. I'm going to keep saying that. <laughs> Spock then sees a giant image of Aaliyah with the red thing on her neck that I don't think I mentioned earlier, but now mm-hmm. she has like a red beacon on her neck or a red probe on her neck or something. Yeah, it's, it's like it's the eye of the light. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It's, it's, um, it is just like an LED but this is uh, back, I think, before they even invented blue LEDs. So it's a very red LED. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Most people don't know how new, like, blue LEDs are and how, like, uh, so blue LEDs They, they came are around so, in the 90s. Yeah. They did. And the, yeah. they're so expensive uh, and were so expensive for so long that having the blue light on the PlayStation 2 cost an extra $12. 
from what it would have cost having a red light at, mm. in the initial production, which is Wild. crazy. Wild. Yeah, right? Yeah. Crazy fact. Um, so uh, Spock then sees a giant image of Aaliyah with the red thing on her neck, and he decides to mind meld with it to get some better answers, but is quickly overwhelmed by its vast consciousness. And I got to say, this sequence even though it was like slow and weird, it's my favorite scene in the film. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, this it's is like so one of the cool. coolest parts it's of the so movie. So cool. Like honestly, everything past this point, I think, is pretty good. Like mm-hmm. this, I feel like is where it starts getting "quote unquote" good. Like this yeah. last sequence of it is like genuinely mm-hmm. like much more entertaining, much mm-hmm. more like high level, like philosophical, science fictiony oh, kind yeah, of yeah. like vibes. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's better in a lot of ways. It's very akin to like uh, two thousand one. I feel yeah, like that was like the biggest influence for this film, and it really mm. shows in this last sequence. And yeah, yeah, very visually engaging too. Is yeah. where the, before it was just like the long, Fine. yeah, yeah, like then, a lot of clouds and shit, and like the beige, boring outfits, and yeah, and this is it's like visually interesting to yeah, look. Yeah, this at. is just a cool, like completely alien concepts and really fucking sick designs. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoy this part. So uh, now. Kirk is now in a thruster suit and going after Spock. Uh, he approaches the uh, butthole-shaped aperture and it <laughs> mm-hmm. spits out or farts out an unconscious Spock. Dude, Spock this is fart. another note that I took. I was like, when Spock comes out of that giant space butthole, mm-hmm. <laughs> he'd be smelling cool. like a doo-doo. Mm-hmm. He'd be smelling <laughs> like cool. that robot doo-doo. He's just yeah. like, send me back. Send me back in. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt, but it hurts so well. I've never come like that. Um, I, I'm in Vore. <laughs> <laughs> this this is the greatest Vore film ever made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great point. I Thank think you. that being sexually attracted to Vore is most logical. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> Amazing. Got a foot guy. We got a vor guy. <laughs> got a rounded Star out. Star Trek is so progressive. <laughs> so progressive. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, yeah, this this film, uh, greatest vor film ever made, and also one of the biggest boar films ever made. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> got you Star Trek motion picture 1979. I actually, did, I actually didn't make that joke. I wrote uh, greatest war film ever made and uh, autocorrect made that joke for me because it doesn't want to believe in war. And I'm with you autocorrect. I, I want to believe in that future too, but mm-hmm. that's not that's not reality, buddy. Uh, so Unfortunately. Um, so Kirk grabs an unconscious Spock and takes him to medbay immediately. McCoy determines he suffered massive neurological trauma from the mind melt. <coughs> Suddenly, Spock regains consciousness, laughing, saying he should have known. Spock, sometimes you just have to laugh. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Something, sometimes <laughs> things go so bad you just have to laugh. <laughs> no! That was, that no! Was a... <laughs> ha! Ha! Uh, Spock describes Vadger as a sentient being from a Badger? planet. I, I'm going to keep saying I'm that. I'm going to Stop say asking. it every time. Every time you say it, I'm going to be like Vadger. I'm what just thinking of like a badger with a vagina for a face. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Sounds badger, like a Pokemon. Badger, badger, mushroom, mushroom. Um, so uh, Spock describes Vadger as a sentient being from a planet populated by unbelievably advanced technology and life and calls them living machines. Despite mm-hmm. this, Vadger is barren. 
Spock, seeing the irony when comparing himself to Vadger, notes that the cloud has achieved Kolinar, flawless logic and limitless knowledge. He says it is devoid of emotions, but is instead asking questions. For some reason, Nurse Chapel has super long nails. Why would a <laughs> nurse have super long nails? Yeah. And they, they show Great them question. like next to his head for like a minute. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I mean, she should have at least gotten a better nail job if she was going to have Her speaks up. So uh, wait, wait, hold on. Oh. A funny thing about, uh, about the like living machine stuff is like mm-hmm. apparently when the script was originally turned into Paramount, they hated this, the ending of the, the script. They, they liked everything so, but the ending. And they mm-hmm. were like, look. We don't know about the idea of a living machine. That sounds kind of goofy. So we're Mm going to have our sci-fi guy take a look at it. And if he says it's okay, we'll do it. Their sci-fi guy was Isaac Asimov. Sick. (laughs) And so they're like, Isaac Asimov, could a living machine exist? And he's like, absolutely. And they're like, like, all right, well, (laughs) Asimov says it's okay. So you can do it. He just pull, pulls up his entire collected works. Yeah, <laughs> I know, like, right? Like, of course, like actually, that dude's gonna be like, uh, yeah, yeah. Speak, speaking <laughs> of the original script, apparently, um, they said once production wrapped, only about twenty of the original one hundred and twenty pages of the script remained intact. How many? Twenty Holy of one hundred twenty. They only kept one out of six pages of the film. Basically, I mean, it makes sense because there really isn't a lot of dialogue. No, and there's not really a whole lot of plot. And no. one, of my, one of my favorite interviews ever is with uh, Leonard Nimoy about this film. And he goes like, oh, that film. Well, you know, it's like, oh, the ship goes zoom and the ship goes zoom and the ship goes zoom. But <laughs> where's the story? And I'm like. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Ahura uh, then chimes in and says they're getting a faint signal from Starfleet. Vadger is now three minutes from Earth orbit. Earth orbit. Earth orbit. Earth orbit. Earth orbit. Actually, Earth <laughs> <laughs> it's three minutes away from Eddie Murphy's own. Oh yeah, uh, was that uh, Pluto Nash? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They passed Pluto Nash on the way to Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're now like, the, we need an expert. <laughs> now it's Pluto Gash. Oh, oh, yeah. Pounds Pluto. Yeah, Yeah, come on. I'm I'm working with fire here. Um, Starfleet sends a tactical report on Vadger's position, uh, doggy style. (laughs) Uh, Vadger is transmitting a signal. Uh, Decker and Aaliyah come to the bridge, and Aaliyah says that Vadger is signaling the creator. Uh, the German thrash metal band. Yeah, exactly. But they've been dead for like 300 years at this point, so... Um, but uh, so Vadger is signaling the creator, which is determined to be a radio signal. And uh, Kirk is like, radio? The movie with uh, <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr.? Uh-huh. Where he's um, um, <laughs> a football player? <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Decker says Vadger expects an answer, but the creator has yet to respond. An energy bolt is released from Badger and positions itself above Earth. Chekhov reports that all planetary defenses have been rendered useless. Several more bolts are released, encapsulating the entire planet. 
McCoy and Spock note that these are some of uh, the same bolts as earlier, just way more powerful and capable of extinguishing life on Earth. Why? asks uh, Kirk. Aaliyah? She says that the carbon unit infestation will be removed from the creator's planet as they are interfering with the creator's ability to respond and accuses the crew of interfering, uh, uh, sorry, of infesting the Enterprise and interfering in the same manner. I like earlier when, like, when uh, Leo first uh, appeared as the robot, mm-hmm. and she and she was like, carbon-based he- units. And the <laughs> security officer was just like, carbon-based units? Oh, yeah, and he was wearing a helmet that I've never seen on any <laughs> yeah. Starfleet yeah. ship ever. Yeah, it's I mean, the no Spock one ever wears helmet, helmets. dude. Yeah, yeah. The Spock He's helmet. Like, He's just like wearing, he's like a security officer with a helmet. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? They have a space Marine? But also it's Why? like, how, how did he get a job on a spaceship and he doesn't know what a carbon based life form is? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's a security <laughs> guard, Patrick. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah. He just had to spell his name on the, uh, on the, on the application. They're like, all right, you're really, in. Really? You just have to be like, stand here. People can't get past this. This mm-hmm. People can't get past you. Just stand here. <laughs> It's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Spock comes in. Oh, fuck. I'm going to fuck this up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, heck no. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I knew what them carbon-based life forms is. <laughs> I, like, I like dumb security guards. Yeah, I should yeah. play this character, too. Yeah, like, keep keep that one in the bank. Too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirk tells Aaliyah that carbon units are a natural function of the creator's planet and that they are living beings, not infestations. However, Aaliyah says that they are not true life forms like the creator. McCoy realizes Vadger must think its creator is a machine. Decker concurs, comparing it to, we all create God in our own image. This is a pretty cool philosophical Mm -hmm. line. I like, I like how heady it starts to get here. It's pretty neat. Spock postulates that maybe Vadger is a child and should be treated as such. And Neelix is like, Hey, hey, I'm here, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I got here as fast as I could. What's going on? (laughs) I don't even exist in your universe yet. Um, uh, Bone suggests that this child is about to end earth as we know it. Kirk tells Aaliyah that the carbon units know why the creator hasn't responded. Aaliyah demands to know why, which Kirk refuses to do unless the Earth is no longer under threat or under pressure. Sorry, that's Ice Ice Baby. I don't I don't know what you're doing there. Oh, no, yeah. Ice Ice Baby is dum 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 dum. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, right, you fucking right, idiot! You right, fucking makes you fucking subhuman. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You fucking pleb. <laughs> um, so Vadger cuts off Enterprise's communication and shoots another energy bolt at the ship in a child's tantrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirk tells Aaliyah that if the Enterprise is destroyed, their mission cannot be completed. Or, sorry, her mission cannot be completed, and makes clear that he won't reveal why and until Badger stops threatening the Earth. Okay, well, hold on real quick. I don't think that you mentioned that, like, we're inside of the cloud in this, like, cool-looking room. Wait, are we in yeah, the room? Oh, no, we, we've been in the vessel for a while. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, did we talk about what a V'ger is yet? Because oh no, this, we're still no, we're on not the bridge. There yet. We're not there. Yeah, yet. yeah we're still yeah. on the we're, okay. uh, we're okay. still okay. on the bridge. Okay. I think right now. I, I have this. I have this well paced. Okay. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, so Aaliyah agrees and says that Vadra will stop threatening the Earth once Kirk tells her why the Creator hasn't responded. Spock theorizes that Vadra has a central brain complex from which the orbiting devices and Aaliyah can be controlled. Mm-hmm. Kirk says he won't tell Aaliyah the information Vadra wants, but will tell it directly to Vadra itself. And he's like, I want to I wanna see that badger up close. <laughs> I want to see if I can stick my finger in it, baby. Uh, like a field mouse. <laughs> <laughs> in response, the, the vessel drags Enterprise further within its orifice. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chekhov informs <laughs> them the energy bolts will destroy the Earth in 27 minutes. I don't know how he knows that. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't make any sense to me, but uh, Kirk pages Scott and tells him to stand by to execute a self-destruct sequence if needed. Within, or with 18 minutes left on the clock, nine minutes later, Kirk goes over to Spock's station and realizes Spock has been crying. Spock says he's been crying for Badger, and he weeps for it as he would for a brother. Although I don't think he would weep for his brother, Cybok. No, I don't think he would, dude. He fucking hates Cybok, dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, Cybok rules, though. We'll get to that in a few (laughs) movies from now. Um, Or we can skip it and just do six. No! (laughs) We don't skip. Five five will be the best one to review because it's fucking nuts. It is bad. I I just rewatched it and I was just like, oof. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Spock identifies with Vadger. Empty, incomplete, and searching for answers. Mm -hmm. Logic and knowledge are not enough. McCoy realizes that Spock has found what he needed, but Vadger hasn't. Uh Spock waxes poetic on how all creatures ask, why am I here? What was I meant to be? And asks Vadger, and, and says Vadger wants to touch its creator to find those answers. Which, I don't know what that, like, I don't ever want to, like, see my mom's pussy. So why does it need <laughs> to touch the creator? That's weird, man, mm. right? The Jordan Peterson uh, grandma dream. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've had to see my dad's dick way too many times. Oof. I hate that for you. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I mean, not not because of, like, anything weird or anything. It was just, like, it was one of those dads who walk around with his dick out. Why do mm. dads yeah. do that? Dude, okay, so you know what's a, you know what's a weird thing? When I was in sixth what? grade, we did this uh-huh. thing for a week at the end of the sixth grade year where we went to what we called sixth grade camp and it was a oh week yeah we did that camp. too you yeah, did that too yeah. okay so when i went to do when to do that like i saw my sixth grade teacher's dick at <laughs> the fucking because i like went into the showers to like take a shower oh, yeah. and he was like getting oh. out of the shower at that time <laughs> oh my god and it, like it was not like a long time of looking at d but he like came out was like very clearly naked and like grabbed a towel I mean, like put it on it, and it was like, it wasn't a long time, but was it a long dick? <laughs> uh, yeah, he had a pretty, pretty. He was hanging dog. Was like, you yeah. should, you should, you should send him a letter. <laughs> like, hi, you I remember me. your penis from two, 1999. <laughs> I don't remember our class at all, but nice dong, homie. <laughs> I've forgotten algebra, <laughs> I, but I remember all the contours of your penis. <laughs> Please, uh. Please return with smegma included. Thanks. <laughs> Please pay for my therapy. <laughs> is it, it is all your fault. It is all your fault. Uh, so suddenly, a structure with a bright light appears on the view screen as the Enterprise screeches to a halt. 
Chekhov informs them an oxygen and gravity envelope is formed outside the ship. Aliyah identifies the structure of light as Vajr, and Ahura locates the source of the radio signal is coming from that. Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Decker, and Aaliyah prepare a landing party to meet the big sloppy hole. <laughs> <laughs> And this, and yet again, we have another costume change, a new, a new, a new uniform. Yes, that's true. And they're wearing like, they're all like dandy fops now. They all Mm -hmm. look like they're in a fucking, uh, they're extras in like a local theater production of Robin Hood. (laughs) And and they have massive pockets on those out on those uniforms too. And like they, I don't think they take anything out of the pockets ever. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But they, but they look really full. So it was like, you know, you're waiting for them to like use them, like take something out, but they never do. It's mm-hmm. Just chewing gum. <laughs> yeah, just chewing, chewing gum. gum. Just a bunch of napkins. Food they stole from a buffet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Ziploc bags and napkins. <laughs> like, yeah. Just just like, napkins, whoa, whoa, napkins and biscuits. <laughs> this is like a rubber band. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some loose change. Uh-huh. A bag full of spaghetti. <laughs> a bag of spaghetti. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, so the landing party exits the airlock and makes its way to Vasher. They discover it's an old NASA probe from centuries earlier, and after rubbing some dirt off of it, find it to be NASA's Voyager 6 probe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirk recalls the Voyager missions to collect data and transmit the, it to Earth before Voyager went into what they used to call a black hole, <laughs> which is weird because they've definitely said black hole all the time in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that still exists 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what new name is it? I, I did yeah. think that the the like Voyager probe thing as the reveal is like a fun. It's a thing. great reveal. Like it, it's I love fun. that reveal. Like it, it's a cool it's, it's concept. Cool. Yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. concept. Yeah. yeah, it's like super heady and makes you go whoa. Yeah. And so I get why they use that reveal as the end of this tale and like for the movie, but like everything that leads up to it is not movie worthy, really. No. Yeah, and like what what's what's shitty is like this is positioned as the climax of the film, but like. And I guess it is, but it feels it more is. of like I guess. Yeah. you got through a marathon and like, <laughs> hey, here's your reward. You get a water bottle and a, and a, and a carabiner. Like, yeah. <laughs> so like, it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> it's like, congratulations, you made it to the end. Now get out of here. That's what it feels like. Because like yeah. this, this final sequence in the room with the Voyager probe, it's like, one of the shorter sequences in the film. Like, mm-hmm. it's not very long, <laughs> yeah. but more yeah. happens in that sequence, in that 15-minute mm-hmm. sequence, than, like, the whole rest of the movie. Like, yeah. I don't know. Equal time was given to just flying, aim- in the flying clouds. through the yeah. cloud. Yeah, mm-hmm. The clouds are, like, a bigger star of this film than the plot. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is where the bulk of the 20 pages is. <laughs> like, again, just <laughs> describing the clouds. Yeah, it's do like, you think that, like, that's why the script was so long? It was just yeah. so many scenes of, like, <laughs> yeah. describing yeah. the clouds. Sorry, we got to take out these 80 pages about clouds. Yeah, this is just <laughs> why? redundant. Why? Because there's 25 more pages about clouds. It looks <laughs> like all the dialogue happens in the last 15 minutes of this <laughs> of the script. <laughs> it just has clouds in brackets for like four pages. <laughs> you see, what I'm seeing here is that the Enterprise is going zoom zoom. But where <laughs> is the story? <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait. We got this. Uh, yeah, Sulu looks. All right, all right. <laughs> clouds, okay. clouds, we clouds, can do clouds, a lot clouds. with that. Yeah, okay. yeah, we can do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Spock postulates that the probe made its way to the machine planet 
and was seen by its inhabitants as a peer, uh, the probe being Voyager 6. Mm-hmm. They discover the crude programming, which was to collect data and return the information to its creator. The machines took this literally and sent Voyager back physically. On its journey back, it encountered so much knowledge that it gained sentience. Mm-hmm. Kirk calls Ahura and tells her to find NASA's <coughs> code signal so Vadger may communicate with its creator. Decker realizes this is what the probe was signaling the entire time <coughs> that's ready to transmit. <coughs> Sorry, that's cool. That it's ready to transmit all its knowledge and fulfill its purpose. Kirk then realizes that there's nothing that can read such an ancient code as like C. Plus. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Kirk calls out to Badger and says that they are the creator. Aaliyah says that's not logical as carbon units are not true life forms. Kirk says they will probe it by allowing Vadger to complete its programming. So, so here's the interesting thing. The, the V'ger prop was apparently so large and involved so much work that one end of it was being used in scenes while the other end was being built. Oh, it's wow. crazy. Which is, yeah, it's crazy. Like, what the fuck? That's like, <laughs> uh, you using the mouth while the ass is getting worked on. <laughs> yes. Also, also does, the, didn't they, um, <clears throat> with those probes, they also included information about Earth? You know, those, because like, you know how they said. The, yeah, they do. Yeah, like yeah. the, it would have had included the information, like showing information about Earth and like the inhabitants of Earth. And because it has like those, I don't know if you've ever seen it, like it has like the drawings of a man. Yeah, a woman. yeah. And it also has like a few songs on it, including, I, I want to say a Beatles song and a Chuck Berry song. <laughs> and I, I think, I think the aliens are just like, they heard Johnny be good and they're like, we, we got to destroy all these motherfuckers. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's these carbon based life forms are fucking. They're in infestation. <laughs> and then they saw, like, they, they Googled Chuck Berry, and they're like, he did what? He did, I'm um, sorry? <laughs> no, that's a fart right there. <laughs> like, that, that video is somehow floating through space, and they intercept it. Yeah, yeah, like, they, they included that video on the Voyager Pro. You didn't yeah. know that? Yeah, just the, just this is what the best of humanity has to offer. <laughs> it's literally it's Chuck, Chuck Berry's on restroom a video. And, yeah. you know. Chuck Berry's uh, restroom videos, volume six and seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. So, uh, Decker, um, <coughs> Decker reads off the NASA code to Vadger, but it burns out its own antenna to prevent reception. Aaliyah says the creator must join with Vadger. McCoy says there's only 10 minutes left until Earth is destroyed. Decker, uh, Decker figures out that Vadger wanted to bring the creator here to transmit the code in person. Spock informs Kirk that its knowledge has reached the limits of the known universe and it must finally evolve. Kirk says it needs a human quality to evolve, which I'm like, what? Why? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, And Decker thinks joining with a creator will achieve that. So Decker decides to be the creator and goes to transmit the rest of the code manually. Kirk tries to stop him, but Decker says he wants this just as much is Kirk wanted the Enterprise, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to say. It is mm-hmm. like since when has he wanted this? <laughs> like just now? <laughs> uh, Decker is enveloped in light, and Aaliyah joins him, and they like embrace and then disappear. And Kirk is like, "I could have fucked like that," <laughs> and he's like, "Decker!" <laughs> um, so Vadger explodes, leaving Enterprise and the Earth completely unharmed. 
Kirk wonders if they've just seen the genesis of a new life form. And Spock says it's possibly the next step in human evolution. And another 2001 Space Odyssey Oh, boy. Uh, Starfleet requests a damage report, and Kirk says there are only two casualties, Lieutenant Aaliyah and Captain Decker. Uh, And then he changes and goes, oh, I mean, Commander Decker. (laughs) (laughs) He he then changes uh, his mind and says, and changes their status to missing. Yeah. Uh, Scott uh, busts onto the bridge and just jerks off. No, he gets onto the bridge and says... Maybe now it's time to give the Enterprise a full shakedown. Uh-huh. He offers to take Spock back to Vulcan, but Spock refuses, saying his task on Vulcan is completed. Yeah, he, he got tells... his colonar for the year. He doesn't need any more hands <laughs> yeah. up his ass for a while. Yes, mm-hmm. he does, but like Nurse Chapels. That's hey, why he's standing on the yeah. fucking... He's like, Nurse Chapel, check me again for bowel <laughs> cancer. <laughs> 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 That's an incredible I, I read line you right loud there. and clear. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Bones is like, sorry, I'm the doc here. <laughs> My job. Well, she is a doctor in this. Oh, uh-huh. she is. They, yeah, she's Dr. Chapel now. They let they let a woman be a doctor? That's Listen, not how the things work. In the future? No. <laughs> That's unrealistic. These woke yeah. moralists. Yeah. This, this took me out of the movie. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, like, no. Yeah. Thankfully, no black people, but. <laughs> Oh, Ahura, sorry. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Can't forget. Uh, yeah, never forget. Kirk tells Sulu to proceed ahead at warp factor one. When DeFalco asks for heading, Kirk simply says, out there, that way. <laughs> Soy line of the film. It mm, is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but that, this goes to show Soy lines have existed in Star Trek since mm-hmm. its inception. Yeah, especially since, like, he has no commands to go, and he, he took over the ship as an emergency. Like, he, yeah. had, he had a temporarily a temporary posting, and now he's like, we're on another mission, folks. Like, and, what? And the ship still Where? needs repairs. Yeah, there's and, a lot of shit and, going on here. And instead he's just like, yeah, why not? Let's just get, like, let's leave Earth. <laughs> like, you feel that, you think that he would have to fill out some sort of report? <laughs> yeah, no, probably. Like, yeah. like, meet with Starfleet. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, nah. yeah, definitely. Like the, the flagship, it's chill. Like you could just yeah. take it out for a spin. It's mm-hmm. like uh, it's like Cameron's dad's fucking car in Ferris Bueller. <laughs> oh yeah, like, you can just run you know, back you know the what? odometer by driving it backwards. <laughs> yeah. like, and Alan Ruck, uh, Cameron ended up being a Starfleet captain. Yeah, so, oh, he, oh, captain oh. of the Enterprise. Yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's the fucking film. That's Roll end credits, film. and it also says one more thing, like the something of. Oh, human- I wrote it down. The adventure of humanity is just a beginning, or some shit like yeah. that. It's a, it was a dumb line. I didn't like it. It said, uh, "The human adventure is just beginning." Nah, no thanks. <laughs> Pretty stupid. Uh, yeah, what'd you guys think of the film? You know, it's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked it more than I thought I was gonna like it. Mm-hmm. That being said, like it's too fucking slow. The, though some of those scenes are really cool. Like the scene of it go of the, the Enterprise going into the cloud is really cool, even though it's way too mm-hmm. fucking. It's just long. too long. And, and like, then the, the Spock scene is cool. The as Spock fuck. scene's cool as and fuck. Like so the thing is, I think if this movie was just like them moving through space with zero reaction shots and just Spock narrating <laughs> it. That would have been sick as fuck. Yeah, that would have been better. Yeah, but the yeah. score is fucking incredible. The, score is the special so, effects yeah, yeah. surprisingly hold up. Like they look great. Really good. Like, yeah. The the effect when Decker becomes like part of the machine or whatever actually looks great. It's like him like mm-hmm. disintegrating, yeah. and it looks really cool. Like 
I don't know how they did that, but it looks great. Um, like all the models, all the props, they look great. The costuming is unfortunately, as we have mentioned, suspect. Mm-hmm. But the the cast also yeah. hated it. The, so. the, the costuming you know. doesn't look look bad. It just doesn't fit with Star Trek at all, and it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make yeah, sense. It's, it's just very yeah. uninteresting to look yeah. at. Yeah, and, and just... also it really just doesn't make sense. Like mm-hmm. the other Star Trek uniforms are there to show your rank and mm-hmm. your and your job. Yeah, and like these don't do. E- I mean, they no. show rank, but they don't. And some of them show rank, some of them don't, because the sleeveless ones don't have the rank. Yeah, there's people and in this like, that there's people in the same uh, job that are all, that are all wearing different outfits, and you're just like, yeah. And, and it was funny because you could watch, and like there was one scene where Scotty just kept going between his uniform and the radioactive suit, and just like no. going back and forth constantly. Yeah, I think that's what they wrote that song. Scotty doesn't know about. Yeah. Scotty doesn't know yeah. what uniform he's supposed to wear. Sco- uh, that's also what Scotty don't is about. Yeah. Uh, uh. Zip it. How about no Scott? How about, How no, about Mr. Scott? no Scott? <coughs> uh, yeah. I I don't know. I thought it was all right. It, it, like okay. Yeah, I thought it was mm-hmm. pretty good. Two things to its credit. Firstly, mm-hmm. it feels very cinematic. Like it definitely feels like a mm-hmm. higher budget, like a significantly higher budget than the show. Like it's definitely yeah. like they took the the idea of Star Trek and they're like okay. We're gonna make a modern film of this. We're gonna give it our best shot, and they did. I don't think it's super exciting. I feel like they could have taken more from Star Wars, which I think a lot of people mm-hmm. were expecting at the time. And that's part of the reason for the lukewarm reaction on this one. Yeah, this is far more two thousand one than it is Star Wars. Yeah, which is weird. Way more. Yeah, but it's also not as interesting as two thousand one. It's like way no. slower, and like nothing mm-hmm. really happens. I mean, there's there's not nearly as much tension. As there is in 2001 yeah. and that's yeah. that's the problem is like slow pacing really works when there's a lot of tension and i just actually mm-hmm. watched uh, jordan peele's new film nope mm-hmm. in which there it's slowly paced but it is so incredibly tense mm-hmm. um, or like the the last totally couple works. seasons of uh breaking bad slowly paced oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. incredibly tense you know mm-hmm. that that's a show that could get away with like long shots of like a fly flying around you know it's like they did all sorts <laughs> of shit like that in that show but like it still worked it was still good it was still interesting so i don't know yeah. there's a way to do it that being said like okay so it looks cinematic which is great and the score is fucking incredible like the score is truly probably one of the best film scores i've ever heard like it's amazing yeah it's it's definitely up there with like your you know star wars with close encounters of the third kind mm-hmm. Uh, with your jaws, like it is, mm-hmm. it is iconic, it, like straight up iconic. You know what's when interesting? When you think of Star Wars songs, you think of this first, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting is that uh, Jerry Goldsmith did, sorry, sorry, did three <laughs> films that year, seventy nine. He did three films. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one that he did was this was this one, or actually, sorry, the first one that he did was Alien, and then he did a movie called mm-hmm. Players, which is about tennis, and then he did this one. Yeah. Um, mm. I've, alien score rocks. Dude, the alien yeah. score Super fucking eerie. rocks too. I, I, I had no idea he did that. Yeah, yeah. That's dude, awesome. Jerry Goldsmith, dude, his Wikipedia, or not, well, his Wikipedia is insane, but like his IMDb is like stacked. Like that dude mm-hmm. has done so many iconic scores that you love, you just don't even know. Like when you look <laughs> at it, you're like, holy shit, he did that, he did that, he did that. Oh my God. Dude fucking killed. But like. Dude, dude probably had yeah. really hairy balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really hairy. Oh, never yeah. Never shaved him. Shave, shave the shaft, never the balls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now, why why would he? No, nah, he, <laughs> he seems like a full bush man to me. Like, not even shaving mm-hmm. the shaft, nothing. Just like. Like, like HW and W? I mean, it was the 70s. I don't think anyone was shaving down there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What do you, you think, Pat? God, I'm glad time travel doesn't exist. <laughs> 
Uh, I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, like, um, the, the character arc stuff, like, you have, like, Spock, you know, going to Colinar, doing his Colinar, like, refusing to complete it, mm-hmm. or just, like, deciding not to complete it. Merges, he sees, like, what, like, a being with that has achieved Colinar, and kind of feels sorry for him, mm-hmm. and sees, and said he finds that his purpose is, you know, Starfleet, instead of, like, full, completing that. And with Kirk, you just kind of see, and and the amount of attention is t- is 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 focused on you know the character stuff because it's you know too busy like with all the visuals and mm-hmm. aimlessly going through space. Um, but with Kirk, he, he doesn't really like have. I mean, I think he kind of comes to a realization he's being an asshole. That, and that's <laughs> it. So see, so the only thing that happens with Kirk in this film is he goes from being a grade A asshole to probably like a grade B asshole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not it. even that like, big of a, like a, a, a tra- transition. Like he's like a dick. Uh, and then he's like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe I could be less of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And instead of being like, you know what, Decker, <coughs> you're right. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm going to relinquish control to you. He's just still like, eh, fuck you, Decker. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of showing how, that Kirk is kind of like out of place and that, mm. that, that he's, that he should be more taking a back seat and allowing the new generation to take control of the enterprise. Or one might say the next, the next generation. I feel that's where the movie, uh, the movie was going, where it's kind of showing like, okay, Kirk, you have to like move to your next, you know, kind of like, go to sunset and then like right, other I, people, but he, that doesn't happen. He so, gets the enterprise. Yeah, so I hate <laughs> the very end where he just like has the enterprise again. And he's like, well, this is mine again. Yeah. Let's go on a mission. Even though like, let's go on some wacky adventures. They weren't supposed to even go on this mission. It was an emergency. Yeah. Like, what the fuck guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, like, does he think he, and he just assumes he's just like got control of the enterprise again. Yeah, he's like, like well, all right, captain forever now again. Yeah. We took out the other guy. Like, yeah. Like, we were establishing because Decker does everything correct. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's, uh, he proved that he's smart. He's capable. And he's he, professional too. Like when he like, professional. When he, that argument between him and Kirk, like he's like mm-hmm. super professional. He's like, look, like mm-hmm. it's my job as an executive officer officer to offer you other solutions. And like, that's what mm-hmm. I thought was right. And like, mm-hmm. and Kirk's just like, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. He's like, what do you mean by unwarranted? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You asked for his opinion, dickhead. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, like, he, he pretty much, like, yeah, because the opposite happens where it's Kirk, like, making lots of rash decisions and and Decker trying to temper him and be like, okay, let's think this through a little and mm-hmm. do, yeah. do, yeah. Also, I find it kind of weird that the main cast is not reunited in this film until 40 minutes through in runtime. Mm-hmm. This is nuts, you know? Yeah, it's like, really weird. This, this movie definitely needs more spots. It, it needs more of all of the cast, I feel like. So, like, the only mm-hmm. characters that get arcs in this film are Spock, uh, uh, Aaliyah, and fucking yeah. uh, Decker. Decker. Those are Decker. the only yeah. characters that get any kind of an arc in the film. Mm-hmm. Like, and Kirk doesn't and, get and shit. Strip- and Aaliyah and Decker are actually really the only two consequential characters to the yeah. actual plot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like they're the only two that actually do an action that does something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, and so you have these brand new characters that are gone, never seen again. <laughs> they're just the most important part of mm-hmm. the flagship film in this franchise. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, nef- definitely no Decker will never make a return to. No, no, oh, no, no. Uh, so, so, do you know? Do you know about the the Decker guy? Spencer? No. 
Um, what's, what's his, his name? name? Let's see. I, I don't recall, but he was the guy in Seventh Heaven. He's a pedophile. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He he didn't go to jail or anything, oh, but he admitted that uh, on three separate or three separate occasions that he like was inappropriate with children, and now he been completely like blacklisted <laughs> from <laughs> so, <Oof. laughs> yeah yeah let's see what's what's it say yeah in October 2014 the New York City Police Department began to investigate Collins after an audio tape leak to the media revealed a male voice purported purported to be that of Collins admitting to past sexual abuse of a minor a Los Angeles Police Department spokesperson stated Collins had been investigated by the department in 2012 after receiving a claim from 40 years earlier regarding sexual abuse. The LAPD further stated their investigation did not allow them to substantiate the allegation. In a December 2014 interview with People Magazine, Collins admitted he had inappropriate sexual conduct with three female minors in 1973. So before this. Before this. In 1982 and 1994. So before this and after this. Yes. Uh, so, so thankfully, this guy didn't molest anybody on on the set of Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Well, I don't think there were any kids. So that's yeah. Cool. Well, that's I mean, good. the 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 uh, V'ger was a child. Remember? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh my no. God. We just. Gave, oh no. That's why he wanted to be the creator oh. and merch with him. Oh, oh no. Oh. Man. Uh, sometimes the real Neelix is Decker. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like that sums up pretty good. Britt, what do you, what did you think? Uh, I I liked parts of it as a film. I don't <coughs> think it really holds up. It's not one you want to go back and rewatch. Not really, no, no. Especially now that I have like enough notes to like just yeah. read the film myself. Yeah, you basically wrote the novelization. Of it. Uh, basically, yeah. Unfortunately, uh-huh. you're not wrong. Uh-huh. Um, it it was fine. I didn't like how it resolved. However, I did like. I mean, the climax of the film and mm-hmm. how that resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's cool as an atmospheric film, but if I want a film like this, I'm watching 2001 A Space yeah. Ice. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need this film. This film wasn't needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's Plus, it. I do like the sets on 2001 a lot better because, yeah, you know, Kubrick had just so much, like, insane detail to, like, just even, like, the, the, uh, the schematics and the and like the, all the little things that you wouldn't notice t- typically, like he had all that stuff and looked so realistic. And yeah. he's like, "How about how about this? How do you think they wipe their ass in the future?" <laughs> <laughs> he did. He probably did think about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, "What do you what do you think they do with the toilet paper?" He probably did, did make they, a bathroom and that was never filmed, mm-hmm. <laughs> except by Chuck Berry. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, get out of here. <laughs> He's like setting up a camera. <laughs> That's why they couldn't use the film. Like they couldn't oh use the bathroom God. to film it. Like because they were like, "Oh fuck, there's a fucking camera in here. What the fuck?" Oh jeez. Like, like what has this been filming? Yeah. <laughs> has anyone used this bathroom? <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's uh, that's that's the that's film. That's the film. Pretty, Ooh. pretty film, I guess. All right, yeah. my friends, are we ready? All right, all right. Yeah. Ready for what? Ready for our subspace transmissions. Subspace transmissions. Subspace transmissions. Oh my God. Look at this. Look at us. We're here. (laughs) 
This is the part of the show where we uh, read some some things that people put out into the internet and uh, maybe talk about that. Maybe talk about One those things. One might say that. Yeah. So um, we're only going to do a few here because we've been podcasting for like th- oh, literally three Almost. hours. Well, oh, yeah. Not literally. Not literally. Almost. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> 10 like, minutes away gonna... from three hours. So Yeah. If you cut out the uh, about 245. For almost literally three hours. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. Almost literally three hours. Okay. So I feel you at that point you round up, not round up. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I mean, we've been at it a while. I mean, it depends on what you're doing, baby. Yeah, that's true. That's (laughs) true. If you're eating that ass, you always round down. Go a little longer. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I guess I do. What do we got on the internet this week? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um... Cool. We're going to start with this one. Uh, this user... Uh, sorry, give me one second here. I'm going to fix this. Oh, there, there we go. Now you guys can see. Um, okay, cool. So we're going to start with a uh, with some uh, letterboxed reviews. Branson Reese gives Star Trek The Motion Picture no stars out of five and says, oh, wow. Avoided this for years because people said it was boring. And like, sure, it's less exciting than a DS9 two-parter. But most likely, what? so are you. And I seriously doubt you ever gave the world a freaky proto-Borg villain who speaks like her voice is coming out of a Wiimote or DeForest <laughs> Kelly dressed like the inventor of cocaine. So maybe shut the fuck up and have some respect. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really aggressive, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I kind of agree, though. Yeah. Uh, I kind of agree. Um, but no, I don't agree. Like, DS9 two-parters rock. Not all mm-hmm. of them. Not all of them. I will have A you know, of some of the rock. two-parters in the first and second season are some of, like, the mm-hmm. dullest shit. There's, like, a three-parter that's all about like, Bajoran politics that is fucking boring yeah. as shit. Like, I love that. I love the political. Fuck episodes. Bajoran politics. Fuck Bajor. No, fuck, fuck any I episode lo- about Bajor. Actually, you, know, you know what? That's one of my biggest criticisms of this film is it has zero politics. Mm. Yeah, there's like, pretty there much no zero politics. politics. I hate it. Yeah, like, that's true. I, I hate when things don't have politics. <laughs> I'd rather it have bad politics that I can shit on than like no politics that I can't shit on. Okay. And it's impossible to fit it in when it's just like lots of just people staring at ships. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, Matt Lynch gives Star Trek The Motion Picture three and a half stars out of five. Says, when you break down, or sorry, when you get down to brass tacks, this still has about 40 minutes smack in the middle that are just a bunch of people in awful, awful beige jumpsuits watching a big television. Even in 1979, you'd have to wonder who thought this would make for an exciting adventure. But certainly by today's standards, it's anomalously slow and pensive and thoughtful. Not to mention the incredible miniature effects. And I just can't help but kind of love it. The space dock flyby of the refitted Enterprise lasts almost six minutes. Unheard of now, and in fact, I can't safely say that if such a thing were to occur in a modern studio event feature like this, that I wouldn't be bitching about it being excruciatingly boring. But there you have it. Add to the list of largely disliked movies I have a soft spot for, just because they are weird. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. I, I get yeah. that. Like th- this film is unique. It is unique. I will give it that. Yeah. yeah. 
There's nothing quite like it, but there's a reason. For that. <laughs> it's good to have, have like playing in the background while you do something else. Yeah, like yeah, jerk because off. like you have the mute. Yeah. <laughs> shave, shave your dick, but not your balls. Yeah, there you Goldsmith go. style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the shaft, baby, just the shaft. Get, mm. Give myself a Jerry Goldsmith. Crank <laughs> mm-hmm. in the hog. Moving <laughs> on. No, it's just like you know, it's a good atmospheric type movie. You know, just. Piddle around, clean the now house. She's back in the atmosphere. Star Trek, the motion picture in her hair. Oh, look at this motion picture. <laughs> uh, she's my motion picture. <laughs> That's the worst one. I hate that. Me too. I hate that the most. Thank uh, you. Okay, so speaking of I hate that, I hate this review. That's unwarranted, Spencer. Uh, That's what I call unwarranted. I hate this review. Jizz uh, Monkey. Gives uh, <laughs> Star Trek the motion picture one star out of five and says, My apologies in advance, Trekkies. If you are not offended, I'm trying my best here, but I'm fully hungover and haven't had my eggs and bacon and Bloody Marys yet. This movie Whoa, is cool an shit. unbelievably so cool. awful heap of dog shit encrusted cow dung topped with albatross poo and swimming in a healthy helping of elephant diarrhea. Don't get me <laughs> wrong, I can't stand the TV show either, which is an overrated and pretentious pile of fetid, rotting garbage responsible for creating an entire class of cognitively insufficient and psychotic, socially awkward fanatics who worship the aforementioned rotting garbage. Avoid anything, movies or otherwise, but accepting all negative reviews with the words Star Trek attached to it. That, or sorry, this is the best advice you will ever hear. Yes, even better than, quote, look both ways before crossing the street or, quote, always check for dead hookers prior to accepting a hotel room. Okay, breakfast is ready. Bottoms up. This wow. guy's very funny. You know <laughs> he's, Extremely TBS. He's a funny Extremely writer. Extremely TBS. I, I just want to know, what is a healthy helping of elephant diarrhea? I don't know. It doesn't seem healthy. Unless you're a creature that <laughs> I, subsides I feel like any amount that. is not good. Um, Plus, this guy's ragging on Trekkies, and he's the one that's like, Making a re- a movie review while while he just woke up and hung over. Yeah, what kind of fucking <laughs> dork does that? Yeah. When I wake up and I'm hung over, I fucking like put food in my stomach, smoke weed, and jerk and off. Cry. Yeah, yeah I because cry I'm not a, a fucking bit. loser. Yeah. I mean, I am, but not like a, a letterbox loser like this <laughs> asshole. Yeah. yeah. He said he's got to like wake up and first thing be like, I'm going to talk about animal shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is a jizz monkey. Like he is a jizz monkey. That's yeah, true, right. Yeah. Like so. It's in the name. <laughs> that that's the next step in the evolution of man. <laughs> <laughs> return to monkey. Jizz <laughs> monkey. This time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Return to jizz monkey. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, Letterbox user would give Star Trek the motion picture four stars out of five. He would. He would. Um, watched on the big screen for the Star Trek 50th anniversary screening. Like other nerds that attended this screening were telling me, if you've never seen it on the big screen, you're going to be surprised. It's actually kind of good. I've been yelling about this for years, but even Star Trek this movie doesn't make 
Sorry, wait, what? I've been yelling about this for years, but even for Star Trek, this movie doesn't make a lick of sense. In case you're unfamiliar with this entry in the series, it's the one where the Enterprise gets caught in a giant monster butthole. It turns out <laughs> that humans are God. I certainly have a new appreciation for seeing it on the big screen. Those 10-minute boring sweeping shots turn into a glorious feast of 70s space visuals. The costumes are even tighter you can see every inch of these dudes' dicks packed into the yes. silly onesie uniform. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I will say, for for that reason, it is the best Star Trek film in that regard. Is mm. I can see more outlines of dongs in this film yeah. than any other Definitely, Star Trek film, yeah. probably combined. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. probably combined. But like guys. considerably lower on the titties, though. You know, like True. not a lot of titties. No titties. There's, there's zero. Yeah. yeah. But if you like dong, yeah, yeah, yeah. got dong. Yeah, yeah. So the, it, by virtue of that, is this the gayest Star Trek movie? I mean, there is a rainbow right there. That in the is title. true. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably it's probably Randy Rainbow's favorite. <laughs> okay, um, but also I can see like that being really cool to watch in like IMAX. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like that would be that would be that sick. would be sick. I I would take mushrooms and go see this in IMAX. Oh my god, that would be awesome. <laughs> Uh, Vinny Sims gives Star Trek the motion picture three stars out of five and says, this movie is horny AF. No, it's yeah. not. No. No, it's not. I mean, the the badger is horny, but the, the movie itself is not very horny. Even, even like the sexual tension between like Decker and Aaliyah is kind of like, uh, no, it's nothing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. Like yeah, I mean, I, of course, you know, if they are counting like all the dogs. Yes, there are a lot of dogs. <laughs> so, like that was the reason yeah. I included this. I was like, if you're looking at it purely from the perspective of like, can I see a lot of outline a dong, dong outline, mm -hmm. d o you know, yeah. d o l, um, yeah, I, then yeah, I think all the, flaccid. I think the heaviest sexual tension in all of this film is between Kirk and the captain's chair. Yeah. Like that's that's oh he's, there was that closer for the ship than anything there, else. There was that him. close up when he like fastened like the button thing. Oh over yeah, his yeah, lap. those weird button things, uh -huh. which are weird. Did you did you check that out? Yeah. I was confused about that. I, I think I think the but horniest like, yeah. thing in this film is like the sexual tension between uh, Scotty and the craft services table. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ty McGowan gives Star Trek the motion picture one star out of five. Says, yesterday I had to drive ten for ten hours. Sorry, I can't. I gotta start this again. Yesterday I had to drive for ten hours back home from a wedding. I was tired, hungover, and completely worn out from the weekend. This movie was harder to get through than that drive. <laughs> you know what? Now that I think of this, this is just Lost Highway in Space. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did anyone kill their wife? No, it was just like <laughs> it was like two hours of driving in oh, the dark. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just all road scenes. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Also, all these people are watching this movie hungover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? 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 I like I like <laughs> this review worst? in particular. Charlie Cruz gives this uh, film one star out of five and says it in a way that is misspelled. I was too fucked up to watch this slow ass shit. <laughs> Why is everyone getting fucked up to watch this? Because it's boring, like, oh, dude. Like I started watching this movie and I was high as fuck, and I was like, I gotta get higher. I don't know how I'm gonna mm -hmm. watch this, and so I got higher, and then I was like, I'm too high to watch this. It's too boring. <laughs> yeah, I I I did my four and a half hours of notes and watching this on nothing but caffeine. <coughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm. 
Yeah. Okay, so, so fuck, we fuck you. <laughs> we gotta read this review, which is one. This is the most fucked up review we're gonna look at. This one is oh, like geez. a dude jerking off over this movie, and then it literally turns into an ad for Paramount Plus. You'll see what I'm talking about. Oh. Riz <laughs> gives Star Trek the Motion Picture five stars out of five and says a beautiful perfect science fiction film real science fiction with epic grandeur and a scale <laughs> featuring a plot concerning saving the earth from utter destruction by communicating and empathizing and understanding instead of attacking marvelous performances sure-footed direction and a jerry goldsmith score that can hold its own against any in the genre and beyond that i agree with yeah special sure. shout out to the photographic visual effects from the late Great, Douglas Trumbull. This movie is peerless analog gorgiosity. Start to finish. <laughs> That's not a word. <laughs> no. I watched the 4K Director's Edition on Paramount Plus with Dolby Vision and Atmos and am blown, a I'm blown the fuck away right now. <laughs> Never could I have dreamed this film could look, and more importantly, sound this good. Between Halo and this, I'm now Team Paramount Plus as far as streamers go. This is the level of AV quality these kinds of sites should be striving for. This kind of the kind of top tier viewing and listening experience they should be endeavoring to give subscribers. They keep putting out content of this caliber and remastering catalog titles like this. I'll be a premium member for life. A robot wow. wrote this. I'm surprised he didn't mention it's only $4.99 a month. I, I know, yeah. right? Like, oh my god, it is not. It's $9.99 a month. I know because I subscribe to it. Oh, I'm thinking mm -hmm. of Peacock. Peacock's the cheap one. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, but I love There's that this turned Peacock. into an, a commercial for Paramount Plus. <laughs> like, that's. The I was getting the sense as you were reading. I'm, I, I imagine this guy like sitting down with like a little scotch mm -hmm. and just like. And like in a nice chair and just like with his pants. Yeah, off yeah, and he just has like the Paramount Plus <laughs> like door app to open the on the TV. Like he's <laughs> yeah. not even streaming anything. He's just like looking at the app. <laughs> Excellent resolution. I love, resolution. I love the smell of resolution in the evening. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> Dankwit gives no stars out of five. And they say. Theatrical showing of the restoration of the director's version. Near the end, when the crew was discussing human-machine convergence, someone's Alexa was triggered to announce that she didn't understand, and it was meta beyond words. <laughs> cool. That's fun. That's fun. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's let's see here. Uh, what else are we gonna do? We'll, we'll <laughs> But we'll do like two more here. Um, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ah, how do I get? Ah, uh, maybe I can't get out of this. Okay, that's okay. 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 This is a this is a review of from someone who clearly like has not watched a lot of Star Trek. They get, uh, uh, Marcissus gives uh, Star Trek The Motion Picture four stars out of five. Star Trek always knew the two most important aspects of adapting space. One, everyone dressed in horny outfits. And two, <laughs> being an alien means exactly the same, but having a vagina where your nose is supposed to be. 
feels way closer to a space odyssey than it does something like Star Wars, and it does such a good job of making you feel really out there that when they mention Earth, it's like, oh yeah, Earth still exists. Kind of just had to marvel at it. I respect the hell out of this movie. And it is endlessly funny to me that they've got an engineer with a thick Scottish accent on comms. <laughs> Why is that funny? Like, <laughs> I know Scottish people, and they're dumb. Like, <laughs> none of them could be an engineer. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I've got Earth exists. It, like, start you see San Francisco in uh-huh. the beginning scenes. Yeah, right? Although I, I will, I will say, like, yeah. after they had been in the fucking vessel and cloud and shit for a while. I totally forgot they were like near Earth, and every time they, oh, it's yeah. like, oh, we're getting closer to Earth. I'm like, oh, they're getting closer to Earth. I totally yeah, they don't forgot show Earth. Also, like, they they do no. at the very, very end. end. Also, when the fucking it, bolts. It should have shown because how did it get so close when it was so large? Mm-hmm. Like, because like it was 82 AU's or two AU's in the director's yeah, cut, and you figure it would like you know fucking fuck up all the planets, up yeah, to Earth and shit like that. Yeah, like it would create like some sort of gravitational disturbance. Yeah. And oh. and that would have been that would have been a cool scene to show it, like because you know we saw it like the uh, Enterprise in comparison to size, but the, you know of a small part. But it would have been that would have been a cool scene to see like the entire thing next to Earth. That would have been cool. Yeah, missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do two more dudes. Two more. Uh, we're gonna do two more dudes. We're gonna do two more dudes, <laughs> fellas. Cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, Ellie. Give Star Trek the motion picture zero stars out of five, or they don't assign a star rating. I'm not sure how Letterbox works actually, um, but you you cannot assign stars and just do a like, or you can assign stars and do a like. Yeah, there's like an orange heart. Up I there. see. I, don't know I see. Is, okay, that's why do they have the option? Orange heart, good strange. or bad? Okay. They have one or the other, so you can just leave a, a text review if you don't want to leave like a star rating. Got you. Got you. Um, they say. Excuse me. Star Trek is so cool. Beautiful sets, miniatures, and dated special effects that shine through. Robert Wise shoots this like it's his baby. No way is he just some director for hire. There's love here. The pain of time, of not knowing your purpose, loneliness, horniness, it's all here. (laughs) Kirk looking another man dead in the eyes and pleading, I need you, Bones, while bathed in bisexual lighting. Enlightenment, <laughs> discovering peace, accepting that we can be hurt, that we will suffer. Birth exists in more forms than just the big one that we're familiar with. Yeah, yeah, this stuff's really good. I love movies and I'm sleepy as hell. I've really been getting into letterbox discourse without really engaging at all, and it's really infuriating, so I'm going to try and just never mention it from here on out. I don't want someone in my comments saying, hell yeah, this stuff's exhausting, am I right? Because I'll just register that as me being goaded into picking some kind of side or something. I'm the letterbox centrist or whatever. I don't care about fighting. All I care about is bone Santa Claus beard. That's this 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 is a very, this is a man that's very very sad. dude. dude Letterbox like, like is like unhinged, like a, man. Like IMDb <laughs> is just like dudes that are pissed, but like Letterbox yeah. is dudes that are fucked up, dudes that are horny, dudes that are weird, like senior citizens who forgot to take their medication uh-huh, and just uh-huh. like typing into the void. <laughs> I remember this picture. Yeah, yeah. Whenever somebody calls some calls a movie a picture. It's like, oh man, what mm-hmm. are we doing here? 
Oh, yeah. I, I love that this is called Star Trek The Motion Picture. <laughs> Nothing has been called The Motion Picture since Star Trek The Motion Picture. You're pretty sure picture. that's the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think, yeah. 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 Look yeah. it up. Look, Look it up. up. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Speaking of not giving a shit, yeah. we're, we're on our last one here. ACS gives Star Trek The Motion Picture one star out of five. Says simply, this movie is 17 hours long. <laughs> Yeah, I felt. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, America, the motion picture, 2021. Oh. Hamburger, the motion Fuck. picture, 1986. Fuck. Fatal Fury, no. the motion picture, 1994. No. Tekken, the motion picture, 1998. No. Okay. Halt, the motion picture, 2018. <laughs> okay. Air, the motion picture, 2005. Air? I haven't heard of most of it. <laughs> Shade, the motion <laughs> these picture, are just, You're just making these up. I next time I'm going to say, you're just sweat the motion you know, picture. All of <laughs> Like a uh, uh, fucking uh, computer, the motion picture, uh, can the motion picture, uh, 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 camera, the motion Pat's picture, fucking uh, phone screen, the motion picture. <laughs> like, it's all, it's all motion. It's motion pictures all the way down. Mm-hmm. Huh. Is that our subspace transmission? Yeah. With that, I think it's time to say goodbye to a soldier. Indeed. Let's go to a redshirt obituary. Will the away team was in a pinch and somebody had to die. But thanks a lot. Time to beam up to the big redshirt in the sky. Today we remember Lieutenant Karen Tracy, a real Karen, a medical technician who served under James T. Kirk on the USS Enterprise until her death in 2266. Lieutenant Tracy perished on the planet Argelius II after beaming down to conduct a psychotricorder scan on Chief Engineer Montgomery Scott. Shortly after accompanying Scott into a chamber, she was stabbed by an entity only known as Red Jack and summarily succumbed to her injuries. Lieutenant Tracy is honored by being the first woman to die in Star Trek. Hmm. Proving that women can do anything mm-hmm. they set their minds to, <laughs> including dying. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, oh I, my I, God! I didn't write that down. That like <laughs> broke me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so, so rest in peace among the stars, medical technician Tracy. May you go where no one has gone before, and thanks. For your contribution to the greater good, I guess. R.I.P. Bozo. R.I.P. And that's it. That's our that's show. show. Hey, uh, where can we find you on the internet, Mr. Pat? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Potomac Bomb. How about you, Mr. Spencer? Uh, Spencer Zone. What about you, Britt? <laughs> and you can find you can find me. Uh, just go to Soy Trek on any socials. But you know what? Also, maybe check us out because we're on Patreon now. We're a part of a little podcast network called Dumb Idiot Bullshit. Oh, yeah. mm. So go ahead and uh, go to patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. Check out what we have to offer. We'd uh, <laughs> love to have you on our Patreon family. Hell yeah. yeah. We'd love yeah. to see it. Great. Um, hold on. <laughs> I think that Goodness I think that's all. That's okay. And with that, it's time for us to warp away. Be well, travel safe, and as Ferengi rule of acquisition number 190 says, hear all, trust nothing. Thanks for joining us, Trekkers. Hang Hang dong dong and shocker. shocker.